Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. I think it's gonna be no nation has an interest in seeing this band of criminals arm itself with nuclear weapons. Rocket Man is on a suicide mission for himself. Rocket Man and for his regime. The United States has great strength and patience. But if it is forced to defend itself or its allies, we will have no choice but to totally destroy North Korea. Rocket Man. Rocket Man. That's what the United Nations is all about. That's what the United Nations is for. Let's see how they do. And I think it's gonna be a long, long time Somebody go up there and stop the hammering And I think it's gonna be a long, long time Stop the hammering Hello and welcome to the show Great show, <laughs> terrific show Tremendous show Pleased to announce, hammer-free show I thought about having somebody stand outside my room here and hammer as a joke when we went live, but, uh, you know, we don't have staff, so can't really do it. <laughs> anyway, it's frankly the best, if you haven't heard. Uh, my name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Rebecca Blonde. Welcome. Hello. And, uh, you know, it's a good thing we don't play the national anthem before our show, or else you and I would both have a very difficult decision <laughs> to make. Would we put our hands over our hearts? Would we kneel? What would we do? Stretch but out. That, yeah. If, I, I thought this was going to be a Kim Jong-un heavy show, and I guess it will be. And I thought, oh, Lawrence O'Donnell is going to be story number one. And then the weekend comes, and I'm as big a football fan as any. You hate football, but it's pop culture yeah. politics story number one right now. What the hell is going on with the national anthem and football? we got to sort that out. And then we'll get – well, actually, first, I want to get to Rocket Man and Trump's speech at the <laughs> UN first because it's like – Everything he says tends to be a controversy anyway, but this week in particular ended up being very controversial. So we'll do Rocket Man, we'll do the NFL and the national anthem. Uh, uh, MSNBC's Lawrence O'Donnell, as I mentioned, he's now the new Bill O'Reilly. That that was <laughs> the first time you saw it. I think you had to have flashbacks to Bill O'Reilly. At least I did. Yeah, the definitely. Fucking yeah. thing sucks. We'll do it live. <laughs> Stop the hammering. So. <laughs> We'll play the whole thing. The whole the whole clip was eight minutes long. I've cut it down. Oh, to really? Two. I've seen one like four minute clip. I didn't know he did that for eight minutes. I mean, there's a lot of empty space, but in total, the whole video is eight minutes. And, and there's two. I couldn't cut it below two minutes. There's too much good stuff in there. Uh, <laughs> oh, hey, poetic justice. I'm a fan of poetic justice. I think you are. At least that's what I'm calling oh, yeah. Nancy Pelosi's event about the Dream Act that was hijacked by immigration <laughs> illegal immigrant protesters who are oh boy. 
mad about apparently her dealing with Trump. I don't know. She's not pro-immigrant enough. So her podium was hijacked at a very pro-immigrant speaking event of hers. Oh, and uh, in any other circumstance, I'd feel terrible for the speaker. And on principle, I do. But, uh, you know, you reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. So I don't feel too bad watching this precedent come back to bite people like Nancy Pelosi. Very enjoyable clip. Uh, there was a, a clip that I think was pretty viral on social media this week, but I haven't seen it covered a lot in mainstream media sources. There was this Trump rally in D.C. last weekend and Black Lives Matter protesters showed up, but they actually gave Black Lives Matter protesters the stage. And that ended up being, I think, a pretty noteworthy event that didn't get a lot of coverage. A couple things I want to say about that. So no well, mainstream media covered that? Not that I've seen. I saw some local coverage. Maybe there's I saw some it on out Twitter. There. What about you? Uh, I see, yeah, I saw it circulating Twitter. A bunch of people sent it to me, but I, it's not, I didn't see it on the CNNs and the MSNBCs and the Foxes of the world. So I don't Disappointing. know. I saw some local Fox coverage, I think. Um, but it's, it's, a, it's a clip that I think people should see because I think there's a lot of worthwhile discussion to come out of it. Plus, uh, hey, remember eight-year-old drag queen Lactatia? I'm proud that we uh, were talking about Lactatia before she made it big, but Lactatia is back. You'll recall Lactatia is a big fan of RuPaul's Drag Race, the TV oh show. Okay. That's apparently why Lactatia is a drag queen, other than, of course, Lactatia's mom who pushed him into being a drag queen. But Lactatia went to RuPaul's Drag Con in New York earlier this month and got a makeover from one of the drag contestants uh, on stage before the whole convention. And, um, Are you trying to kill me. It, it's kind of nightmare fuel. Uh, it's kind of nightmare fuel. It's not a good clip. And there's even the reactions to it bugged me a lot. So we'll go through it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually did not watch that one. I was like, all right, double surprise cringe today, I guess. <laughs> well, at least you have a heads up on that. Cause that's the other thing is I have some surprise cringe that I want to start the show with. So we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. And the last thing we'll finish up with is uh, we, I like to do the hoax hate of the week where there is some. In the interest of fairness, <laughs> I also want to highlight when actual hate is, is proven to be legitimate. And we have at least one, one kind of one and a half, arguably two cases of legitimate uh, mischief type hate, like graffiti. And then there's this case at Temple University, the second college banana incident in a few weeks. But it's confirmed. I don't know. No, it's confirmed. There's a suspect who might be facing criminal charges for improper placement of a banana. <laughs> this is a race, a racial banana placement. I bet it's, it's more trolly because he heard that it happened on another campus, supposedly. Well, well uh, we will examine the details, and uh, it will be all this and more on your favorite hour listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on iTunes. Thank you for keeping us full, helping us upgrade stuff on Patreon. Thank you for sending us your hate mail. That's beauty and the beta at gmail.com. There's more of the show on the audio platforms, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us. And they're all linked conveniently in the description for you. One thing I wanted to note at the top of the show, uh, you'll recall the forecasted apocalypse for yesterday. Did you hear about that? No. September September 23rd was one of those prophesized apocalypses. Apocalypse I? Yeah. <laughs> Missed but it. It. <laughs> did, it didn't happen. So the world has not ended, but apparently our internet connection has. Of course, I had my troubles early in the year. I'm still waiting on the, the fiber optic company to finish up their work. But 
we've been working on your connection now because every time we connect via Skype, your your audio is desynced as it was yeah, last yeah. week, which I know yeah. is annoying for some people. So we apologize about that. But we're now we're Skype trying, doesn't guys. work. And apparently your internet connection is minimally adequate. So we got stuff to sort out there. Now we're having to connect on Google Hangouts. So if there are technical difficulties tonight because of that, you know, we're doing yep. the best we can. Hey, it's still a step above CNN. And that's that's my only statement. <laughs> I know, right? And I had to set up closer to my router. And so both my dogs are out. And so they're definitely going to interrupt this at some yeah. point. Just that's for fine. Sure. <laughs> Maybe we can exploit their adorability. Maybe we can do that. Nope. Who knows? Although, they're monsters. Yeah. Caesar is debatably adorable, and I have not seen much of Musket, so I don't know. Caesar just got like all of his teeth pulled, so he's, you know, he's he's not the the little puppy he used to be. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, well, hey, you want to hop into the surprise cringe? I guess so. The I guess so. The all only right. thing I'm going to tell you, the only thing I'm going to spoil about it, is that it is a political advertisements and i had to shrink the video frame and i had to reverse it for copyright reasons because apparently something that is of this garbage quality is still heavily protected by copyright really <laughs> care about making sure their intellectual property is not improperly used but yeah, right. this is a political advertisement from the week Congresswoman Comstock. Hey, Dan, isn't that Congresswoman Comstock back there at the bar? Sure is. Bet you can't get her to hold a town hall. Town hall? Do you want better than that? We've lost that love and feeling. No, Dan. Uh, no. Never hold town halls anymore with constituents. <laughs> oh, whose idea was this? Hood and Obamacare you voted against. You're trying hard not to show it. But Barbara, Barbara, you know it. You've lost that centrist feeling. Because you've been right wing appealing. We've lost that love and feeling, now it's gone, gone, gone. You've got to go. Oh my God. Nice work, Dan. Thanks, Maverick. I'm Dan Helmer. I approve of town halls, bad singing, and this message. Ba -doop, ba -doop, doop, oh doop. Didn't somebody under 30 from his campaign stop this? Like, no, no. Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was going to say, too, I respect all veterans, respect all service. This guy really pushes that, though. <laughs> I'm teetering on saying, don't care. Erases the valor of your oh, service. So cringy. <laughs> so cringy. Yeah. Uh, to give you some background on what we just witnessed. So this is Democrat Dan Helmer. When I first saw this, I thought, this isn't real. This is... This is, this is parody or something it's this is not a thing but it is it's democrat dan helmer he's running against incumbent republican congresswoman barbara comstock in virginia's 10th uh this ad is apparently a spoof of top guns you've lost that love and feeling which is a scene in the movie and i would know that if i watched movies but i didn't <laughs> learn that until i actually looked this up oh yeah 
there's a scene in there where Tom Cruise, they, there's like a dare scene like that where he's supposed to seduce a woman or something. And so he sings yeah, karaoke to her and they all join in. It's a really, yeah. really gay movie. Yeah, I don't think I'll watch it. <laughs> but uh, some more on Helmer. He is a U.S. Military Academy graduate who served in Iraq in 2004. He said his campaign plans to share the ad exclusively on social media in an effort to lighten the mood during troubled political times. I I wanted some more context on this election because I thought, well, it's September 2017. Why is this airing now? Nothing special in this election as far as I can tell. This is still set for a normal 2018 congressional election. There are currently seven other Democrats running, so he's one of eight in the field to challenge the incumbent. Uh, to your point on why would they ever allow this to hit the Internet, you know, there are some people making the point, and I think it's fair to state, flip side of this, if you want to get people talking about something they never otherwise would have, hot garbage will do it. I think they knew it sucked. Don't you? He did allude to that at the end. Yeah, bad singing. They were kind of self-aware. The thing is, it's like, it's not comically bad, though. I think that's what they were going for, is comical, comically bad. Ugh, it's not the way it comes off. How viral is this? Well, it's, I mean, I don't know how you measure. It's got a lot of hits on YouTube and a lot of hate on YouTube. Like millions and millions of views? Um, I could look it up right now. Yeah, okay. Well, I just I wanted to know it. if I missed some kind of viral stuff. I got it handy. Sorry about that. Uh, so current stats, 382, 840 views. That's pretty good. 1,500 upvotes, 5,300 down. So <laughs> that's what you'd expect. But, you know, I know who Dan Helmer is now. Would I ever yeah, vote for him? Yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, boy. So, oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I guess we should... Uh get into some super chats before we before we talk about this UN speech. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention. I forgot to read that at the top of the show. We do take super chats in between topics. Five bucks and up on Sunday because we are no good low down money grabbing <laughs> whores. We are. Let's do get it. into it. Um, Joseph Kulisics. Kulisics. He says, uh, nuke North Korea now to hell with the NFL. <laughs> uh, DKJ spec. Happy to see Mike Zim kept the bikes in check on the sidelines, even if they did lock arms a bunch like mm -hmm. fruits, <laughs> like a bunch of fruits. <laughs> Can't stay, but have a great show. Thank you so Thank much you. for that. Uh, Wesley Paul, $20. Thanks so much. He said, I took a knee during your intro. <laughs> That's fine. Cause Rocketman was playing. Yeah. Shadow of Colossus, um, one idiot says you have a choice between Trump and freedom of speech. I say to them they have a choice between anti-fascism and freedom of speech. Thank you for that. Yeah. Shadow of Colossus. We'll get into um, that more. We will. Uh, Houdini8845, are we fighting a losing battle? How do we fight and win against the fourth state or globalism dystopia? How do we get justice against Hillary and her ilk? Oh, uh, that's a that's a heavy, a heavy we, we could check, We right? could save that one. That's uh, uh, Yeah, we should. Okay. I don't think there's a good way to answer Wednesday. that quickly. We can definitely save that one for Wednesday. No, that's actually a good video question. Maybe we'll answer that more in depth, but definitely on Wednesday. Thank you for your donation, Houdini. Um, Constantine the Mediocre, the protests are dumb as shite, but what I don't understand is that kneeling is usually a sign of respect, submission, like how people kneel before kings. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it is strange that it's a sign of disobedience in this case. Hmm. Yet it is. Ooh, my yeah. mic nearly fell over. Uh, Arky00, love you guys. Also want to thank Blonde for introducing me to Red Pill Black. She's a bad bitch. She sure is. She was oh, on Fox man. News this week. We almost had her. And now she's her. never going to come on our show. We <laughs> almost had her, I know. We as soon as I saw her first video. 
yeah. I messaged her immediately. And then I was like, yeah. you're going to get famous. I want to get you on my show before you get famous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So to be clear, we definitely tried. We open door to her. She, we'd we love tried. to host her anytime. Yeah. And totally, then I, totally. I, I jokingly did send that to you because she's on Fox. So I saw the tweet and I was like, God, we're too late already. It's already over. She's already passed us. She's never coming on our show. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, Irish Nat said, hey, Blonde, I heard Seattle was trying to make every road a toll road. Did you hear anything about that and how they might implement it? No, I am so out of, out of the hmm. news. I haven't heard anything about that. Um, Sai said for the, for the first Sunday in ages, I'm actually free to watch the Sunday show. Well, welcome. Thank you. Well, for thanks. Watching. Yeah. Uh, and then a few more and we'll table the rest for the next break. Spencer vet, Matt, you went too far on that one. Bad Matt. Is it the surprise cringe he's referring to? Probably. Oh, well, I, that, that's definitely, um, I think you would say as far as surprise cringe is gone, that was one of the more tolerable. I mean, it's not like you liked yeah, it, but I'll it wasn't painful. I'll take that painful. over this lactaceous shit any day of the week. Yeah. It was painful. Yeah, I didn't want to watch it. Yeah, but, but not in the like. It's better than, it's not yeah. soul crushing, you know? And it doesn't have, I don't think this has vast societal implications in the way <laughs> that arguably some of the other ones do. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, Sven, oh, I already said that one. Daniel M. Met sending 10 loonies to make up for the exchange rate. Keep up the good work. Love you Thank both. You. Thank you so much. We love you too. And then friend of the show, Stan, I vote for him. Blonde, I saw you swoon. I know he's got your vote. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> no. Oh, and then last one for right now. Malcolm from the North. Uh, the political ad was the corniest thing I've seen in a long time. He should be fined for disturbing the peace for that. <laughs> Look, if you can, Thank you all for your If time. you can face potential criminal charges for improper banana placement, um, <laughs> I, I, I don't see how that's not precedent for some type of charge against Dan Helmer and his campaign. To be clear, I would support charges for neither. Um, yeah. I think, I think free speech covers banana placement generally, but we'll, we'll save that for later. Does the first, is it a whole banana or a banana peel? Oh, it was a whole banana. It's a whole banana. Mm. In, that in temple, at temple. At least, yeah. <laughs> it's arguably kinder cause it's, it's a snack too. You know, <laughs> he's like, I was just trying to give her a snack. <laughs> yeah, a healthy one. She looked potassium <laughs> deficient. I'm just trying to help her out. Okay, oh so let's let's get into the meat, uh, which is Trump just causing controversy left and right, deservedly or otherwise. We'll talk about uh, the outrage that I think is some. Uh, I have some criticism for Trump this week, but generally this week follows the, the pattern that every week does, which is Trump says some things that make that raise my eyebrow a little bit and go, I don't know about that. And then the overreaction is so strong that I'm that I that I sort of defer back to him. And I think, okay, well I don't know if I agree with him hundred percent, but he's kind of got a point. More than these crazy right. people, at least. So that's yeah. kind of where we'll go with this. But the, it starts started early this week uh with Trump visiting the UN. So this is his first speaking engagement before the UN as president. And he, and this is in New York city and he, he gives a speech. I've cut a few highlights out of it that I want to go through. So in terms of the highlights to me, and I know you saw the whole speech, so there might be some things that stood out to you uh, beyond what I picked out. But what I picked out was I, he started off with this America first philosophy and theme and said, it's all about America first for me. And I would encourage you to do the same thing for your countries. You for your countries. Look, yeah. Yeah. This only works if yeah. we're all sovereign, independent entities looking out for our own people. So that's what you guys should be doing. And then he said, but at the same time, we have to confront rogue regimes that would threaten our abilities to function as independent free states. Namely, and he called out two, sort of three in a way, but called out Kim Jong-un and North Korea, Rocket Man. 
famously Rocket Man. Always call him that from now on. And then Iran, uh, mm-hmm. calling them an exporter of violence and terror, and we'll see in a minute. The Iranian representative guy, not happy about it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Quite no. pissed off. And then uh, also had uh, some words about democratizing Venezuela, about yeah. how to fix Venezuela that I thought were very and important. And he had words about Cuba, too. Oh, I must. I don't know if I caught that part. What did he say about Cuba? Maybe I zoned out for a second. Um, I think it was, oh, I, it might have been within uh, that segment where he was talking about the evils of communism and socialism, mm-hmm. or maybe it was another segment, but um, he did, do- he dogged on Cuba a little bit hmm. and talked about uh, trade restrictions and things like that. Yeah. And then I also thought the way that he, uh, I guess he didn't close with this, but it was towards the end. He mentioned uh, that the U.S. pays what he thinks is an unfair amount, 22% of the total budget of the U.N. Uh, fact check, that's true. I looked it up. It's actually correct. Um, I, it's, if you look at how the U.N. bases, it's how it collects money. Whether or not it's fair, I guess, is sort of debatable, but he's not incorrect. And I appreciated what he had to say about, look, it's a good investment if this body actually achieve, achieved what it was designed to achieve. Right. For now, it's not, so get your shit together, is basically what he said. <laughs> it was a big smackdown, the whole speech. Yeah. So, And then, of course, Mr. Un had a response to it uh, that we'll get to because it has a, a, a famous word, a, a new word of the week. Trump's always good for those, too, whether he's saying them or inspiring other people to say them. So let's just listen to the speech. Stop me whenever you'd like, if you'd like to. I cut it down to about three minutes and change. It's a little bit long, but there's a lot of good pieces in here. Our success depends on a coalition of strong and independent nations that embrace their sovereignty to promote security, prosperity, and peace for themselves and for the world. I will always put America first. Just like you, as the leaders of your countries, will always and should always put your countries first. All responsible leaders have an obligation to serve their own citizens, and the nation-state remains the best vehicle for elevating the human condition. We must work together and confront together those who threaten us with chaos, turmoil, and terror. If the righteous many do not confront the wicked few, then evil will triumph. No one has shown more... Con- I, thought, I thought that was a nice line, too, for a guy who's constantly accused of generalizing, you know, overgeneralizing and painting with too broad of mm-hmm. a brush. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I doubt Trump wrote this, I guess, but whoever wrote it, I think it was fairly well-written. Do you think he was he using teleprompters? I couldn't tell. I, I, I watched the whole speech and I was like, good God, did he memorize that? Or did he have multiple teleprompters? No, it, it had to be teleprompter. It was way too scripted. It was 43 minutes long. Yeah. I mean, and, and the yeah. whole thing had to be scripted. So. Plus when Trump goes off, uh, goes off script, as we'll see about the NFL, <laughs> things get a little rougher around the edges. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I it's bet hard to 99, tell with his hand gestures. Yeah, 99.9% chance teleprompter contempt for other nations and for the well-being of their own people than the depraved regime in North Korea. Now North Korea's reckless pursuit of nuclear weapons and ballistic missiles threatens the entire world. No nation on earth has an interest in seeing this band of criminals arm itself with nuclear weapons. The United States has great strength and patience. But if it is forced to defend itself or its allies, we will have no choice 
but to totally destroy North Korea. Rocket Man is on a suicide mission for himself and for his regime. The United States is ready, willing, and able, but hopefully this will not be necessary. That's what the United Nations is all about. That's what the United Nations is for. Let's see how they do. It is far. Now, a lot of criticism sent his way this week about what is supposed to be too harsh or too aggressive of language. He's going to destroy North Korea. It's clear to me that he's speaking he's defensively. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, that seems to yeah. get lost. Uh, but it's it was. And this is how Kim for... Jong Un is always speaking about America. Always. <laughs> I mean, this is the kind of dialogue that we've engaged with him for, for decades. Yeah, I I don't. It's very blunt language, but I don't understand what's particularly controversial of saying, look, you if you do damage to our country, you shoot a missile at us, you hit us with a missile, we're going to destroy you. I don't understand what's particularly controversial about that. That's not saying we're yeah, coming for you. That's like a saying, fair warning to me. Yeah, that's right. saying, dude, don't mess around. Don't poke me unless you want to get punched. I'm not going to punch you. Rocket man. Yeah, rocket man. <laughs> Okay, so then he, he moves on to, I think, Iran next. And again, the, the, the face of the Iranian representative, I don't know who the guy is, but uh, there's a lot of rage being held within yeah. his stern gaze. It's past time too. for the nations yeah. of the world to confront another reckless regime. The Iranian government masks a corrupt dictatorship behind the false guise of a democracy. It has turned Ooh. a wealthy country with a rich history the and culture into an economically <laughs> depleted rogue state whose chief exports are violence, bloodshed, and chaos, or will- Now just get a look at this face as it, as it zooms in on him. Just look at that stern face oh, unmoving. So yeah. Will the Iranian people <laughs> return to the nation's proud roots as a center of civilization culture and wealth we call for the full restoration okay and then here's the portion about venezuela and again really well written the point on there's a point on socialism where he says basically the problem is not that socialism was done badly it's that it was done faithfully and of course listen for the reaction in the the assembly there there's a bunch of people groaning they all kind of laugh there's like one guy cheering for this condemnation of socialism of democracy and political freedoms in venezuela the problem in Venezuela is not that socialism has been poorly implemented, but that socialism has been faithfully implemented. Who is laughing? <laughs> like half, half the people in there, which is funny. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were a socialist utopia. Tell us how you did it right. We're all ears. Yeah, really. <laughs> you see the look that he made? He, he like... Yeah. There was a moment of realization there. Oh, uh, man, that was bad. Can we play that again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Implemented. Here, um, with the line. Socialism has been poorly implemented, but that socialism has been faithfully implemented. And Trump's just like, no, no, I guess not. Rough crowd, all right. All right. Thought that was a good line. Oh, oh. <laughs> Can't get no respect. All right. The United States is one out of 193 countries in the United Nations. And yet we pay 22% of the entire budget and more. The United States bears 
an unfair cost burden. But to be fair, if it could actually accomplish all of its stated goals, especially the goal of peace, this investment would easily be well worth it. All right, like I said, fact check true. So the United States does pay 22% of the UN budget in terms of dues. Now, apparently the UN bases what is paid on uh, gross national income of which the US has a quarter of the world's uh, money, gross national income. So as a proportion, it's not necessarily more than other countries, but in terms of the, the overall piece of the pie that we pay, we're by far the highest. In fact, the, ne the next closest is Japan at 9% of the overall budget. So just something to think about. Hmm. Well, the UN's worthless. He's totally right. And that, that was the beauty of that speech. It was just, it, he oscillated between like subtly shaming people and outright shaming them. I thought it was perfect, basically from start to finish. Although I didn't like, in the very beginning, he talks about how you know unemployment is down and the stock market's doing better than ever. And it, I mean, unemployment's down, but by the same, you know, bad standards that it was before. But I guess previous presidents took took advantage of that, so I can't really blame him. Well, but know, otherwise, you know I thought Trump it was a basically is. perfect. Everything's the best yeah. ever or the worst ever. Those are the only two possibilities. <laughs> yeah, there's still record numbers of people out of the labor force. Mm. So it's misleading, but he should take advantage of it if prior presidents did, yeah. I suppose. Overall, I thought it was well-written. I don't have too many areas of disagreement. Now, what's interesting is, of course, this prompted several reactions, most notably from Kim Jong-un himself, who used, I guess, what you could classify as just bizarre language, though given the translation and we, we remember we listened to Otto Warmbier's confessed yeah apology. it was like that yeah yeah and and Trump did talk about Otto Warmbier directly as well he referenced a whole bunch of North Korean atrocities one of which was Otto Warmbier so that was also good to list these specific mm -hmm. allegations against the country just to bolster his condemnation of them but um but Kim Jong-un gets back and writes this letter in which he calls Trump a dotard D-O-T-A-R-D. I had to look up how to pronounce that. Apparently it's dotard. I like dotard. Trump <laughs> is a dotard, like a doughboy, but a dotard. So I'm, I'm going with that. Because Kim Jong-un is kind of a dotard too. You know, he's got a lot of extra pounds. So, <laughs> so we'll go with dotard. But apparently, um, this is the, so this is the exact quote from his letter, Kim Jong-un's letter. Action is the best option in treating the dotard, who, hard of hearing, is uttering only what he wants to say. I will surely and definitely tame the mentally deranged U.S. dotard with fire. Uh, it should be uh, noted the Merriam-Webster definition. So dotard comes from the word dotage, a word meaning, quote, a state or period of senile decay marked by decline of mental poise and alertness. That's totally nonsensical. I think that what he's trying, okay, action is the best option in treating the dotard who, hard of hearing, is uttering only what he wants to say. What he's trying to say is, is he's deaf to public opinion and self-interested. Yeah. But, but the way that it's, that's totally it's, nonsensical. It's bizarrely phrased. Yeah, if I were to say, well, you're only saying what you want to say. And it's like, yeah, because I'm the one saying it. That's how it reads to yeah. me. Like, of course I'm saying yeah. what I want to say. What? Yeah. I'm yeah. me. Well, what else would I say? And action is the best option. Yeah, I guess yeah, that's supposed is... to be a threat. Like, we're going to take action against you. Yeah, um, yeah. I will surely and definitely 
tame the mentally deranged U.S. dotard with fire. Which is also weird because you think of tame. If you have to tame something, it's something that is wild and and plausibly hostile. So if something is, is mentally deranged and senile and in a state of decay, it wouldn't really need to be tamed because it's already about to die anyway. Oh gosh, you, you wouldn't. I don't know. It's like if you saw an elderly dying wolf in the wild, would you say, "Oh, we need to tame that thing"? It's like the thing can hardly walk. I <laughs> mean, tame it. It's gonna die tomorrow. It's a doter. Yeah, I don't think that's what he meant. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a. I think he meant to be much more threatening. Yeah, like tame you with so, fire. Like he's gonna do a, a fat man fire dance. And, yeah, and tame him. Yeah. Now here's the. I, I'm not gonna act like. President Trump does everything pers- uh, perfectly. I'm not going to act like you can't have some reasonable criticisms of his UN speech. Of course you can. But this has, this rivalry between Trump and Kim Jong-un has created an interesting situation for people with uh, diagnosed Trump derangement syndrome, notably Chelsea Handler, who somehow still has a lucrative contract with Netflix. Somebody watches this show. Oh my we're God, talking, does she really? We're talking earlier about, was it last week we mentioned that she called Sheriff Clark a white supremacist and Ben Carson? And Yeah, uh, she, yeah. Yeah, it, it was bad. But anyway, Chelsea Handler. So was she renewed for another season of her show on Netflix? Or I don't what? know what her current contract status is. I remember watching like uh, maybe the first or second or third episode of the show when it came out just to see, and it was unwatchable. And I didn't watch ever again until Barbara Boxer went on after the election and they cried themselves. They cried with themselves together. Oh, Oh, I'm so childless and old. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if Barbara Boxer cried. That's probably unfair of me. Just Chelsea Chelsea cried. Uh, Anyway, so Chelsea Handler goes to, Twitter and she tweets out, uh, Kim Jong's letter to Donald Trump is a bit more sane than Donald Trump. Maybe we trade. No. How about you go to North Korea, Chelsea? I, I, I don't like to hammer on people for one dumb tweet. Twitter is the lowest form of internet evidence in, as far as I'm concerned. But if the thought, the, if you're so, if you have such serious Trump derangement syndrome that you think, Oh, well, you know, I'd rather have arguably the most brutal world dictator because I can't stand this. I can't stand this dictator. You think Trump is a dictator that is worth trading for probably the world's worst? What What is she? She's like, he's so mean. Trump's just so mean. It's like, you know, Kim Jong-un like indiscriminately kills people, right? And what's the premise for her case there? Well, Kim Jong's letter was so eloquently written. No, it wasn't. It was incoherent. (laughs) You think Trump is incoherent and don't get me wrong. At times he says things you're like, what the hell did he just invent a word? (laughs) Kim Jong-un's letter is not coherent. It's nonsensical by every objective measure. It's worse than Donald Trump by a long shot. So if, if even, and I get it, like I forget Some people were defending her like, Oh, you guys are humorless. You can't take a joke. Okay. Maybe it's a joke. Explain to me the punchline. It's not funny. No, I don't have to think that this bitch is funny. She's not. Make me it's, laugh, and then I'll think you're funny. That's yeah. I, don't, get, don't get me wrong. Jokes, I'm willing to extend the joke defense a long way for people saying absurd things. But I at least have to see the humor in it. I don't understand the humor in this if it's a joke. I don't know. It's just an opportunity for people in Hollywood to virtue signal. That's, yeah. that's how everybody, every leftist Twitter account is is just a threat of this crap. Yeah. Uh, and then... <laughs> 
I saw some great meme. I forget what it was, but it's like you call yourself a Democrat, but you you rally against the democratically elected president in favor of a dictator because I forget it was phrased very well. It's like <laughs> it's phrased much better than I am just jumbling stuff together. But um, but yeah, if your if your criticism of Trump is that he's a anti democratic dictator, probably the most anti democratic, most oppressive dictator is not a good pick for an alternative leader. Bad choice. Mm -hmm. Bad choice. Okay, that's all I got on the Trump UN speech, but we got more on the Trump and on uh, Trump in the NFL. Uh, do you want to yeah. hop into that or should we take a break? Uh, we can take a wee break. Who was the last one? Malcolm from the North. Matt McFadder. So, yeah. Money grabbing whore, huh? Nice. <laughs> yeah, we, we are. Thank what you, Matt. Scott Malabi, that was cringier than a Ted Cruz dad joke. Thank you, Scott Malabi. <laughs> I would love Gaffin to see um, Ted Cruz stand up. My God. <laughs> God. If you're a cringe connoisseur, I guess I that know. would be like Cringe the is apex. one of my favorite genres. So I'd, I'd sit through an hour of Ted Cruz stand up. Oh, boy. Uh, Brian Gaston gave us $50. Thank you so much. Curious well, about you. where you are and how you feel about Game of Thrones. And do you think yeah. it's possible that Hillary Clinton is being paid by clandestine deplorables to stay in the public eye to hurt the left? Ooh. Oh, geez. That's some next, uh, lots of next level tinfoil hattery. I know. Um, uh, no, I don't think anyone. Did you finish Game of Thrones? First yeah, of I'm all caught up. And I can't speak to it too much because I don't want to spoil for people who aren't caught up on you know, the most recent season or anything like that. I will say the, the conventional wisdom is that the show starts to fall off a bit after season five, which is when George R.R. R. Martin's right. writing stops and the show becomes glorified fan fiction, as the critics would say. I would say that I do notice a little bit of that drop off and the show becomes a little bit more predictable. And there's some a lot of people have criticism for like they seem to be able to teleport to locations very quickly. That seems to be kind of yeah, annoying. Like too. in the last episode, how did Khaleesi know? where Jon Snow was when she got on the dragon. Yeah. Like she just like drops into the North and finds him. Yeah. How? That said, it's a show that I wanted to hate because generally it's like a, I'm not into fantasy and like medieval settings and stuff. I got to say, kept my attention as somebody who loses, uh, who loses interest in TV and movies very quickly. It didn't happen with Game of Thrones and I'll be watching the final season when it comes out. So, you know, generally more yeah. ups than downs for sure. And I'd put it up there with my, you know, all my favorite TV series of all time for sure. Uh, I don't know that I would. I mean, the production value is crazy good, but I saw that Black Pigeon speaks. He's totally right about this. He tweeted, you know, Khaleesi is a white feminist with an army of savages and eunuchs, right? And I was like, huh. <laughs> And she's trying to usurp people's homeland. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Do I want the Lancers to? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting because uh, okay, so I, I can. Second question. Well, I can. I'll be quick on this because we don't need to spend too much time. But I can I can see the clear feminist uh, themes or tones with with Daenerys and with Arya in particular. They don't irritate me too much. I could make a counter case too. One of the things I appreciated generally is that it's a show more or less where the men are men and the women are women. And I, I there's kind of, I, I don't, I don't know. there's kind of that element that, last yeah, kind of, I mean, I'm not going to What about it. that little girl ruler? What, really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Of, um, what's the name of that house? But anyway, yeah. Uh, where, uh, Liana, I, I know the one you're talking wait, about. no. I, you know, where Sansa yeah. will probably spoiling, but yeah, they have to go to that house to get their loyalty to fight the Boltons. 
That's nonsense. Um, and Ar- uh, Arya's like crazy sword magic is nonsense. And this big butch chick, Brianna Tarth, nonsense. <laughs> There's a counter case. And then Sansa case. taking care of nonsense. There's a counter case. I'm just saying, overall, more ups than downs on, on Game of Thrones. And I'll watch it. Oh, Marmot. Liana Marmot. That's yeah, what yeah. Saying. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Um, and the second part of this, let's see. Being played by clandestine deplorables to say in the public eye to hurt the left. No, that's too that's too much tinfoil hat for me. I think <laughs> that's just, uh, too much. What about you? I agree. I agree. I, I'm not. <laughs> I don't think. Um, no, uh, I I don't think uh, Hillary's <laughs> being paid by anyone for for that level of tinfoil. That would just be that'd be crazy to me, especially right. for like no, subversive reasons. Yeah. She's into that. Like she blames everybody. She even blames the people that voted for her for not campaigning hard enough. I'm like, just accept that you're unlikable yeah. and nobody liked you and that's why you lost. I don't know what to tell you here. She just won't shut up about it until she dies. Um, she died okay. 10 years ago. The joke's on you. Yeah, really. Uh, MH3D said, Matt once again put his toe in my dad, shaking my head. What does this mean? Why do we always get this message? I don't know. I can't confirm or deny. I don't know, man. Moving on. Whatever. Uh, thank you for your donation, though. Uh, Josh D. Marshall said, Rocket Man, do to do to do, and then a little emoticon of a rocket. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, that's not right. Matt and I once made love aboard a rocket. He really blasted me off, if you know what I, <laughs> you know what I mean. God. Oh, boy. Can't confirm nor deny. <laughs> uh, then a donation with no message from Slosher452. Thank you for that. Thank you. Uh, Josh Hahn said, hey, really enjoy your level-headed discussions. I like to support you whenever I can. Thank you so much, Josh. Uh, Scott Malabi, commies in the UN wouldn't clap. Holding my shock. I know. All these stupid UN commies are like, eh, they laugh, laughing. Yeah. That's I'm, I'm sorry. I was not aware uh, how awesome your countries are. Please. Allow us to come yeah. visit on a, you know, a, a utopian know. vacation. Yeah, really. Yeah. The beggar hero, uh, Iranian ambassador on the phones, just like, I'm just looking at non-hijab girls on Tinder and now I have to do my job. <laughs> He's executed uh, when he gets back. Yeah. I know, right? Stone. Uh, Brian A. Matt only says what he wants to say unless you put five bucks uh, in the till, then you yeah. get him to say Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Well, I will say this. I have my Fantasy Football Survivor League, and I picked the Packers to win this week, and they they made me sweat, man. I, they did win. And I know you don't care, so we'll move on. But, yeah. No, I super don't care. Um, yeah. Then Anand said, have you heard of Michael Malice, an expert on North Korean anarchists, an all-around interesting and smart guy? Been on Molyneux. Love to see you talk to him. I haven't. I thought I had watched, like, all of the Molyneux in the last two years, and that doesn't sound familiar to me. Maybe I missed hmm. it. Yeah, we can Thank check Thank you for that. And Send then us a link if you have one. For right now. Yeah, shoot us a link into the inbox. Um, Maddington, I can picture Kim Jong-un singing, and I think it's going to be a wrong one time. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are yeah. awful. I kind of wanted do to know mix that in they some... throw us a few bucks. We'll say racist <laughs> stuff, apparently. So. I kind of wanted to mix in some Team America clips in there, but it just didn't really work. But yeah, if you could get the Team America-style singing into Rocket Man, that would really complete the whole bit. That said, I think That was I your have... finest intro. Oh, I, I, they're always Ever. fun. You know, every week, like they come out, something comes out I'm like, Ooh, this is it. This is the clip. But this week was no question. So I started on it as soon as I heard <laughs> it. It's like, I have to make a you, rocket, like, heard man. rocket man come out of Trump's mouth. Yeah. And you're, you're like, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready for yeah. it. Okay. All right, Speaking of Trump stirring up controversy. So, uh, I know you don't care about football, so we'll keep the footballing to a minimal, but now that it's at the center of the political and cultural world, 
we got to figure out what's going on in the football universe. So this, this all starts on Friday night. Trump goes to Alabama to campaign for something called Luther Strange. I've never heard of, but he's a sitting U.S. senator uh, who's in Jeff Sessions' former seat. So Jeff Sessions becomes attorney general. Luther Strange appointed by the governor to fill in for him. But Luther Strange is also now running for that Senate seat on a permanent basis or an ongoing basis. And he, so he has to run, he has to win the election set for December 12th. Trump's going to go help out his guy, Luther Strange in Alabama. And he has a campaign style rally like we saw last summer and throughout 2016. He said he referenced Rocket Man again, you know, his classic Trump style being kind of blunt and brash. But he, he made a point to rip on the NFL national anthem protests. So if you're not familiar, last year, Colin Kaepernick and others, made a big scene by kneeling for the national anthem instead of standing with their hands over their hearts protest at the time they called it police brutality so i guess that it was sort of black lives matter police brutality thing now who knows what it is we'll get into that but it it all starts with trump saying the following on friday night wouldn't you love to see one of these nfl owners when somebody disrespects our flag to say get that son of a off the field right now out he's fired he's fired and i know we have freedoms and we have freedom of choice and many many different freedoms but you know what it's still totally disrespectful and you know when the nfl ratings are down massively because you know today if you hit too hard right they hit too hard 15 yards throw him out of the game they had that last week i watched for a couple of minutes and two guys just Really beautiful tackle. Boom, 15 yards. The referee gets on television. His wife is sitting at home. She's so proud of him. They're ruining the game. You know what's hurting the game more than that? When people like yourselves turn on television and you see those people taking the knee when they're playing our great national anthem, the only thing you could do better is if you see it, even if it's one player, leave the stadium. I guarantee things will stop. Things will stop. Just pick up and leave. Pick up and leave. Not the same game anymore, anyway. All right. Do you do you want to react to that now, or do you want to hold for after some of the football, the NFL and players' reaction? I mean, that's you know, I've I've had mixed feelings about Trump lately, but this is the kind of stuff that I elected him for. He just says it like it. That's that's everything that I wanted to say about the NFL, but I don't know anything about football. So, well, when this first came out, where I my opinion now again has. I guess it's not my opinion has changed, but like who I'm frustrated with has changed. Because when I hear that, that I'm not a huge fan of that. Because, and the reason is I'm not a fan of a, of a public official arguably lobbying to have uh, employees fired from, from their employment for their opinions. I'm not a fan of that when it happens, when we're doxing people in Charlottesville to try to get them fired. And I'm not a fan of it when the president of the United States is encouraging private employers to do that to their private employees. So yeah, uh, no, I understand we need to be ideologically consistent, but like, how do you resist the urge to see people that deserve it? You know, get, get it, get, get what they deserve. I'm with you him so far it. as I don't think I disagree with the protest, but I, I firmly support their right to do it. And if the, by the way, if the NFL and the owners want to fire them for it, I support that too. What I, what makes me uneasy is a public official lobbying for it. Uh, that's, that is dicey territory. I don't, I don't really want to yeah, get into. That's, that's fair. It just scratches an itch for me. So I have a hard time being Oh, like, I get it. 
I, I'm just as frustrated <laughs> by the football protests. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I disagree with the protesters for sure. But this becomes hugely controversial. And again, I'm kind of sympathetic to the pushback on Trump. But then it goes full batshit, as you'd expect. And it goes crazy today. Now, the NFL and the NFL Players Association, the Players Union responded. I don't know if I agree with these comments in full, but they're not the full batshit of, of some of the stuff we saw today. Goodell, Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner, says divisive comments like these demonstrate an unfortunate lack of respect for the NFL, our great game and all of our players and a failure to understand the overwhelming force for good our clubs and players represent in our communities. Interesting. Don't disrespect the NFL, but definitely disrespect the United States and the flag. I'm not a huge fan of that. I wish you would just if you're if you're for free speech, then you're for free speech. Why is the NFL protected? And why do the players represent good within their communities? These are people that are otherwise basically unemployable that have had no education, essentially, because they've just been, you know, coddled because they're good at a sport for the better part of their primary education. But they are highly charitable. And in Colin Kaepernick's defense, he is a highly charitable individual. Disagree with him on almost everything he says, but he also does a lot of charity work, just in the interest of fairness. Fine. I still think he's a douche. I don't, I don't know what to say. I agree. Oh, he's, he's super charitable. He's, well, but I'm just saying, there, there, it's not fair to say that he does nothing in, in terms of positivity either, but I disagree. But with, I wouldn't call the whole of football players a positive force within their communities. I mean, neutral. I there are a lot of DUIs. There's a lot of domestic abuse and things <laughs> like that within the NFL. Like eh, Positive forces in your community. I certainly I don't, don't think they are a level of sainthood that is so dignified they are above criticism maybe that's an unfair characterization yeah. of what roger goodell is Dog saying fighting come on yeah in any case uh the the, the union head the nflpa executive director demora smith smith says the peaceful demonstrations by some of our players have generated a wide array of responses those opinions are protected speech and freedom that has been paid for by the sacrifice of men and women throughout history this expression of speech has generated thoughtful discussion in our locker rooms and boardrooms however The line that marks the balance between the rights of every citizen and our great country gets crossed when someone is told to just, quote, shut up and play. It's your job. Oh, my God. It's what you're getting paid millions of dollars to do. The only thing that people care about you doing. That's it. Just play football. I I agree. uh, Well, as a general rule, I wish that these people we talk about understanding what makes you successful. I'm not going to say you don't have the right to do what you're doing. I I fully support that right. But in terms of the frustration of people understanding what makes them successful and then deviating from it, it's like NFL, everyone likes to turn off their political brain and the brain, the part of the brain that deals with all the stresses of their lives and just enjoy three hours of football on Sunday. I'm as big a fan of as any, as anybody out there. I watch the Vikings every single game, pay full attention to it. When this political bullshit starts creeping into it, it makes it harder for me to enjoy it. I'm not going to say that they can't. If the NFL wants to install rules to say they can't, the NFL is free to make that determination. But if if you're the players' association and you're Roger Goodell, I would be a little he- I would be a little bit cautious about taking the firm stance that they are because you are damaging your product. You are damaging right. your product for sure. And things were not going super hot before either. He's Trump is right about that. Yeah, they're not. The, the NFL ratings, ratings have been historic lows. They are declining, and there's apparently several factors for that. But in terms of poll responses, 
the protests is is part of it. It's not all of it, but it's part of it. I'm sure it's a big part so, of it. So, of course, Trump saying this prompts the players to come out and protest even harder. Now, again, they started as sort of a police brutality thing. But now there's tons more of these guys taking a knee and, and in some cases not even coming out for the anthem at all. But it's sort of ambiguous. Are you just doing this to spite Trump or is this a police brutality thing now? I'll give you some examples. So the Jaguars, there's a game in London this morning, Jaguars-Ravens special London game. About a dozen Jaguars and Ravens players take a knee. That's much more than normal. The Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers, opted to send none of their players out, keep them in the locker room for the national anthem, except for one player from the Steelers decided to come out with his hand over his heart. That is Alejandro Villanueva. And he is a, he's an army captain. Uh, so apparently he, he defied, I don't know if, if they were ordered to do this or what. Mike Tomlin, the coach of the Steelers said, we're not going to send our players out for the anthem so that they don't have to make the choice. But the point is, you've kind of made the choice for them at that point. Their entire absence is clearly visible to the crowd in Chicago. So I got a lot of respect for Mr. Villanueva for coming out and being the only stealer to show some American pride and some gratitude. Yep. Uh, what else? The, the worst of them all. Uh, oh, I should also notice, your, your guys, the Seattle Seahawks, they played the Titans today, Tennessee Titans. None of them, all of them stayed in the locker room. Didn't, don't even show up for the national anthem. Uh, ESPN, apparently, I didn't watch the ESPN pregame show this morning. ESPN ripped Trump, all their commentators ripping Trump, including Rex Ryan, former coach, now analyst Rex Ryan, um, who was a Trump guy, like spoke for Trump during the campaign season, but says, I, I didn't sign up for this. I can't support this. Trump really messed up. I'll tell you what was the worst of them all, the one that bugged me the most, though. And that is this clip of LaShawn McCoy before the game, not just taking a knee, but just completely blowing the whole thing off, sitting there stretching during the national anthem. This is Buffalo Bills' LaShawn McCoy. Now, when it zooms out here, and you see him just doing his stretching warm-up routine with all the rest of the Bills, hands over hearts. And he just doesn't give a shit. So... So it makes it, it's like, man, I wasn't very warm on what Trump had to say, but then bullshit like this makes me a little warmer. Like, my God, you can't, you don't, you have so much disrespect for this country and what it stands for. that you are going to do a stretching routine during the anthem. Really do patriotic people that are all so good at football. I just don't believe that there aren't. I don't know. I don't know what the problem is. This is a sport for middle America. People do not want to deal with politics when they're watching football. You're right. Yeah, it, well, it's 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 the same thing. It's like if it's like if there are subtle political jabs in a TV show you're watching or a movie you're watching. It's like yeah, God, I just it happens once. I'll overlook it. It happens twice. Maybe I'll overlook it. But if it happens a third time, I'm like, I'm out. I don't know what to tell you. This is just yeah. distracting from the plot. Yeah. Jeez. So I got problems all around. And I kind of want to be clear on where I stand. So. I got a problem with Trump and his initial statement. As I said, I don't like the idea of a public official lobbying an employer to fire employees for opinions. And by the way, it wasn't just what he said at the campaign. He came out. What did he say this morning on Twitter before the game started this morning on Twitter? He tweeted out um, 
fire or suspend. The exact tweet reads, if NFL fans refuse to go to games until players stop disrespecting our flag and country, you will see change take take place fast. Fire or suspend. So again, this is a, the president lobbying for the firing or suspension of private employees and a private. Yeah, employee. I, I wish you like would have stopped at the boycott, though. I would have been fine with that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'd still be fully on board with that, like the president urging a boycott. But that's different than the president urging the firing of people. Uh, and and I, and this is arguably the second time he did this. You'll remember Sarah Huckabee Sanders came out and said that Jamel Hill, who tweeted that Trump is a white supremacist, that's a fireable offense from ESPN. It's kind of unclear whether she advocated the firing, but she did say it's a fireable offense. So it's it's like Trump is on really sketchy territory here that I don't necessarily like. Now, do I like the protesters? Absolutely not. Now, there's several problems here in addition to just disrespect for this country and its values what they're protesting isn't even clear. Uh, It was police brutality. Now it's just spite for Trump. If it's just spite for Trump, what bothers me is hating the entire country is the wrong move. Like the best part about America is that the system transcends one bad leader or one bad issue. The system represents the best way to solve those things. We minimize the power of bad actors like Trump if you don't like Trump. So the system and the values on which it stands are still great. There's no reason to shit on the entire system in the entire country if you don't like Trump. And if you don't like Trump, there's no better system under which to advocate for his electoral defeat. There's no freer place to do that. There's no better Is this remedy. all about Trump, though? I mean, I think it's a reaction to racial tensions. I think that that's got to be a lot of this. I mean, nothing specific has happened recently as far as cop killings are concerned. I mean, this Huntington Beach thing, but... Yeah, but that's what makes it frustrating. It's like, if you're mad about police brutality, why are you doing this now? It has to be on Trump. You know? Like, I mean, they, they weren't doing this before. Vague. Yeah, so it's like, it, it's a classic example of, I'm much more sympathetic to your protest. If you can explain, explain to me what you're protesting and why, I'm much, I might not agree, but I'll probably at least respect. No. This is just virtue ex- signaling, too. They just want to be exalted by the black community and by leftists. Hmm. Yeah, but the problem is that's not really their, their, the the core football audience is not the latte sippers in your neck of the woods. It's really not. Right. That's, that's why the NFL is doing terribly and people don't give a shit anymore. All of a sudden, Sean King is the biggest NFL analyst on Twitter, but it's very clear based on his analysis that he doesn't watch the games. Like he doesn't know, he gives the the worst football takes you've ever heard. And I know that's not your forte, but I could explain why he's just wrong from the football perspective and saying Colin Kaepernick needs to be on this team. No, that's actually a terrible move. You'd be a terrible GM. You'd be fired tomorrow. But that's the problem is all of a sudden it's like you're pandering to the Sean Kings of the world who don't watch your shit anyway. Mm -hmm. Bummer. Um, I also have a problem. There's a lot of people out there saying, oh, well, Trump, what's Trump doing talking about this? That he's, he has more important things to worry about. I, ha- I hate the more important things criticism. The, the natural extension, the logical extension of that is Trump can only talk about the most important thing in the world. Otherwise, he's wasting his time. And who's right. the judge of what's important? You? Of what's important, right. So I don't have a problem with him talking about this generally. I hate that criticism of it's less important than X, Y, or Z. Well, he can walk and chew gum at the same time. It's it's culturally symbolic. Yeah. And it deals with a a variety of ongoing issues, racial tensions, people with Trump derangement syndrome, uh, middle America, and how they're responding to leftist elitists. I think that this is kind of an aggregate of all these issues. I think it's a very important issue. 
So here's my bottom line. You can tell me if you disagree. I, su- I just, I support freedom all around. Okay. So I support the player's right to do this if they want. I support Trump's right to chime in, although I'm not a fan of him potentially lobbying employers to fire. I support the empl- the employer, the NFL and the teams. If they decide they want to crack down on this as terms of their employment, I would support that. And I certainly support everybody out there who's decided this is not for me and I'm turning it off. So freedom all around. That's, that's kind of my end conclusion. Um, but the NFL needs to understand that you're going to piss off a lot of people and your audience is not uh, immortal. Like your audience is not invincible. You can lose it and you Yeah, they might. don't seem to care though. I mean, this was such an unpopular decision. Yeah. It, it, I, so, so do they just not give a shit about their viewership or middle America or maybe how they're terrified of appearing racist. Care? Maybe it's that classic thing, you know? We've seen people lose tons of money rather than appear racist. Yeah. And I can tell you, it's like I said, I, on a weekly basis, there's little I look forward to more than watching the Vikings game. And the more this bullshit creeps into it, the harder it gets. I can imagine a scenario in which it's too much bullshit and I don't watch anymore, which is very formally, very hard for me to imagine because it's something I really enjoy. Yeah. But it's about a threshold. That works hard, guys. Now. He just wants his once a week Wendy's and his Vikings <laughs> game. It's only one. It's mostly exactly, Arby's man. now. Yeah, it's mostly Arby's and Buffalo oh, Wild Wings. Yeah. Nice. Uh, but Wendy's got some points with that Pepe meme back in December. Oh, that's um, but, right. But yeah. it's true. I mean, you, you messaged me and you're like, oh, what should, what should we work on for tomorrow? And I said, oh, I'll be available, but not 10 to 1 Pacific because that's when the Vikings game is on. And I am a football expletive. <laughs> that's what I said. Oh, boy. <laughs> but that's about it that's about it i i hope look at nfl if you want to nfl is going to have to grow some balls on this i think if they want to recover otherwise this is not looking good not looking good and i think they're going to face some consequences yeah hmm. all right super chat time sure um okay liza jean williams much love to you too from cucked canada oh i'm sorry <laughs> but thank you for the donation uh, Richard Pierce, I'm waiting and praying for the day that Trump and Kim Jong-un have a Twitter fight. The outrage in social media and television will be epic. Yeah, really. Get him a Twitter account. Stat. Nick Mueller, bless you, Math Holomew. <laughs> Doing the Lord's work. Thank you. Josh Han, my wife really loves you guys as well, but she wants to know what kind of lipstick you use, blonde. Um, I actually don't know. It came in my boxy charm, but I use it on my lips and my cheek. You and Roaming Sorry. need to start a side beauty channel, a cooperative beauty channel, I know, so I that know. you can cash in on the side. With Roaming's doing and... all these amazing things with her career and stuff, and I like I message her. I'm like, "Did you get this boxy charm? The, yeah. the blush is so orange." <laughs> She's like, I know. Um, Jared Pollan said, "Privilege is protesting a symbol of American unity and claiming to be oppressed while making tens of millions of dollars." I know, yeah. right? Oh. I think that's fair. You want to talk about privilege and advantage. Those NFL players, man. Yep. There needs to be more diversity in the NFL anyway. More white people in the NFL. It's very (laughs) anti-Semitic. Very, they they don't like Asians, you know? Yeah, Yeah, no Jews. There need to be more people of all all races in the NFL. Scott Malavi said, from the way it sounded, he was asking for firings, not fantasizing about it. Yeah, fine. I think there's some room for nuance there. I mean, if I'm going to be Totally honest, it, it does sound like he probably stopped short of saying, I call on the NFL to do this, but I'm not I'm not going to sugarcoat the fact that he's saying, wouldn't it be great? I hope it happens. I yeah, just, but wouldn't it be great? And don't you hope it happens? If Come it is on. because the NFL decides it, 
uh, on its own volition, of its own volition, not because the president right. pressured them to do it or any public official <laughs> pressured them to do it. What is the spirit of the First Amendment? It's that the government is not going to uh, impose punishments upon you for voicing your opinion. Now, this isn't government a um, penalty or government punishment in the form of like arrest or something like that. But it is still the use of government power to punish you in some way for voicing an opinion. That's a precedent that I'm very wary about setting. I know, I know. Setting. It's just your logic is oppressive. That's all. <laughs> Relentless. <laughs> I got I to call it as I see it, even though I'm, I'm LeSean, look, LaShawn McCoy can kiss my ass. LaShawn McCoy is a piece of crap, but here's the, here's the benefit of this is that, by virtue of everyone exercising their free speech, I now know that LaShawn McCoy is a piece of crap and I don't want to watch him play. <laughs> That's the benefit. Now I know. Now I can decide. Oh, boy. All right. Let me hammer these out. Jenny K said, I love the USA. The US of A, all other countries are fake and lame. Sing it, Jenny. <laughs> uh, Brian Gasson, $100. Thank you so oh, much. Wow. By the way, the second part of the question having to do with Hillary Clinton getting paid to be awful was sarcastic. Ah, uh, sorry. We took well, you we never seriously. know in this world of tinfoil hattery. I know. I know. Yeah, you can't we ever tell. Know. But I think the point was made. Do you think that the movement towards truth will mean more or greater strides uh, when more ex-liberals come out against social justice warrior bullshit? Hmm. Um, more or greater strides? Uh, yeah, I think that fewer people are turning against liberalism because I think we've kind of plateaued. Like, I don't really see a lot of things happening in the left that are making people wake up now like if you haven't during the campaign and everything like that it's like what would really happen now that would yeah. make you be like whoa I'm, i've been in I'm this really leftist curious. slumber i'm really curious to see how the midterms are going to turn out we spoke previously about how it's actually yeah. stacked in favor of the republicans but mm -hmm. i mean that doesn't mean that it couldn't sway one way or another it could be less favorable showing for republicans than expected or even more favorable I, i'm just very curious to see because right. I, I think most of the people who were available to the quote-unquote red pilling, like you described, myself included, it was that 2016 season that was really the eyebrow raiser. Right. And right. um, but maybe maybe there's some more of this kind of bullshit that gets some of the some of the leftovers in the meantime. I don't know. I'm not real. I don't really think so. I think the left kind of they're like a wounded animal. They have to go and regroup and you know, rejuvenate themselves and, well, they, and they've got the Dan Hemlers, you know, not only do they have Hillary, but they have Dan Hemler on their team. So, oh boy, <laughs> oh boy, get ready. Um, Electoral force. Okay. Then we have Sam Bowler. Uh, the symbolism of the anthem is different for different people. It's peaceful protest. I'd rather support them kneeling during the anthem than blocking intersections or rioting. Yeah. yeah but I mean, is, are those the only two options that we really have? You know. Well, I, but I do think we got to be to to the to the super chatter's point there. I got to think we got to be consistent that nonviolent forms of expression got to be protected as, as a default position. Uh, fine, but they're endangering their income stream, and uh, yeah. if they oh, get absolutely. fired, I'm gonna never stop laughing. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm just saying that we can't to the point we can't treat it the same as. Some of the, well, we can't treat it the same as what the people are doing to Nancy Pelosi, which we'll see in a few minutes. Not the same yeah. thing. Uh, a few more of these liberative. I boycotted football three years ago. Best decision ever. And other news, hockey starts October 5th. Oh, and playoff baseball too. I don't know. I'm not really into any sports. I don't know if I really want to watch any sports where people just aren't outright beating the crap out of each other. And the first baseball so maybe I should player watch like this week too, an Oakland wrestling. A's player. There was baseball kneeling hmm. a couple days ago. So it oh started there too. Yeah. 
expertise. Uh, Yoda Economics, friend of the show, agree or disagree? We stand in honor of fallen soldiers. To kneel is to disrespect fallen soldiers. Yeah, yes, you have I the right to kneel, true. but you also have the right to take selfies at funerals. Both are trashy. That is so true. I think that's yeah, fair. Just because you have the right to do something doesn't make you immune from criticism. Oh, yeah. I, I fully support the criticism. Absolutely. Um, and even even the president's criticism. I don't think that he should be banned from opining on things. I just... His influence, the way he wields his influence, I think merits more scrutiny than just your average citizen because he is the highest public official. Huh, people in the live chat are telling me to watch UFC. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah, you want to see where the men are men. I guess that's the place to go. Unless you watch that one tranny who fights women. What's her oh, name? Oh man, like I kind of would want to see that too. Foxy though. or something, I forget. I don't know. I mean, do you ever have the desire to watch people beat each other up? People have been doing no, it for centuries. Truthfully, like fighting spirit. sports aren't, aren't really my thing. It's not because I, ooh, the, the, the violets makes me queasy. It's not anything like that. It's just, I don't know. It doesn't do it for me. I don't know. It's, it's so primal though. Um, yeah. Okay. Your boy easy said, it's funny. These players wouldn't risk their careers to kneel with cap, whether you agree or disagree, but will kneel when there's no repercussion. Yeah, hmm. <laughs> that's true too. Uh, and let's get a few more out of these right now. Lucas Devlin gave us 1488 as usual. Thank you very much. Thanks. Uh, leftists, they can kneel all they want. It's their right and their job should not be affected by their beliefs. Also, leftists, bake the fucking cake or you lose your business tickets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. I think there's a, a um, good totally. comparison between these issues. Uh, let me just knock out two more. Uh, Mealy sure. and Brienne versus Sander. I like the Game of Thrones purposely failed to emphasize the hound's infection so that Brienne's feet seem more impressive. Hmm. Ah, oh, yeah. People noticing this uh, this um, political correctness of Game of Thrones. And the last one for right now, Joshi Marshall. Hey, look at all those oppressed black players who are making millions of dollars for running a field holding an egg. It's an egg, right? <laughs> <laughs> Man, imagine the money. Thank you. You know imagine it's cool about football fighting. Imagine the money they'd be making if we weren't so racist. I mean, imagine like they're making <laughs> tens of millions now, but surely hundreds of millions if we weren't so damn racist. Hey, I know. Um, Look, we've been holding in our own internal meltdowns or internal rage so far. We saw the Iranian representative holding in his internal rage. It's time to get to somebody who let it all out in true Bill O'Reilly style. So there's not much to say about this Lawrence freakout. Most people have seen it. I kind of forgot Lawrence O'Donnell was a guy with a show. Me until too. This came back. When I read about it on Drudge Report, I was like, who is that? Yeah. And then I saw his face and I was like, who is that? He comes and on before Rachel Maddow. I, is he still a thing? I mean, I guess yeah. so. He's got a so show. So part of the context staff. of this is actually that he is in negotiations with NBC. And apparently uh, they're rather tense. And you see a clip like this and you think, well, that doesn't get out unless someone leaks it out. And why would someone Which leak means it he's out? been serially horribly abusive to his staff. Well, we do know that everything we have here is from one episode on August 29th. But to your point... I have a hard time believing that this is some sort of the only time. Yeah. Yeah. This was just some wild anomaly that has never been seen before. Yeah. Have you ever had a, have a boss that has yelled at you just one time and then apologized and been very serious about it and never done it again? No, no, no. But I've also <laughs> never been yelled at work, yelled at at work like this before either. Oh, really? to, to, give, to give some more context to the leak, it apparently was leaked in a broadcast quality digital clip Apparently only a handful of people would have access to this. So it's not even just like the spiteful intern 
that is, you know, mad at him for yelling about the coffee. No, it's or your whatever. spiteful editor or something like that. Yeah. People are saying like high level NBC staff members. Oh, really? High level, not even just like editor guy or script writer guy or camera guy. We're talking people with real authority, and the speculation is because of these uh, these negotiations with. Um, over his contract that maybe that was the reason it seems weird to me that a high level executive would want to leak that because that damages i mean it damages lawrence but it kind of damages you too like maybe you could then use that Why? as a because well, you're, you're the network on which that is hosted like msnbc is associated with that leak yeah but it's know? just one guy going rogue and being horribly abusive to his staff if you didn't yeah. want to renew somebody's contract and you didn't want anything to come back on you, this would be a great way to do it. Yeah. I mean, I guess if they bring him back, then it reflects poorly on you. But if you if, yeah. if you use this as leverage to get him out of negotiations entirely, maybe it works exactly the way you want it. Anyway, that's enough window dressing. Let's just get right into it. <laughs> Most people have seen what happened here. So the context is is what we're seeing is basically spots in between when they're live and when they're during a commercial break or when they're getting a guest or whatever lawrence is raging about apparently he can hear someone's voice in his earpiece who he shouldn't be hearing and then he's also pissed off about there's hammering in the building as i was joking about somebody's hammering in a neighboring room or floor and then he's mad at them for management of like show notes and how they've edited clips and edited the show this is lawrence o'donnell still a guy on msnbc it's not my earpiece. It's somebody talking on our lines. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I skipped ahead. Sorry. Let me go back. All right. It's back. Someone's pressing buttons and turning my sound off. Who is, who's asking for a Labor Day rundown in my ear? <laughs> Someone in that control room is out of control. Fucking God damn it. Get. I love that. You have insanity <laughs> in my earpiece. Don't, don't leave it there. It's not my earpiece. It's somebody talking on our lines. Clear. Stop the hammering. Stop the hammering out there. Who's got a hammer? Where is it? I don't know. It's on a Where's the hammer? It's on a different is it on the, go up on the other floor. Somebody go up there and stop the hammering. Stop the hammering. I'll go down to the goddamn floor myself and stop it. Keep the goddamn commercial break going. Call fucking Phil Griffin. I don't care who the fuck you have to call. Stop the hammering. Empty out the goddamn control room and find out where this is going on. It's either there or there or out there somewhere. The woman talking in my ear was talking about the Labor Day special repeatedly. Every time we went to a sock. Fucking out of control shit. Oh my god. I don't know why I bother to say how to cut the socks when you don't do it. I just don't, I don't know why I, I just, Jesus Christ, crazy fucking sound coming in my ear, this fucking stupid hammering. I told you why I wanted those fucking words cut. It just fucking sucks. It fucking <laughs> sucks to be out here with this out of control shit. Any fucking thing can come into my ear at any moment. That's what I know. Anybody can get into my fucking ear at any time. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if that's true and there were constantly things coming in, uh, you know, through his earpiece, that would be maddening. It would be annoying. And I, uh, we talked about this earlier and you were kinder on Lawrence than I expected. I, um, I do hesitate to, trash him as like some garbage human being or make some sort of personal judgment on Lawrence. We've, we've all had, I think 
bad days where certain stressful elements overwhelm us and we behave in ways that we regret. Um, he, he is treating employees rather poorly, though. I reserve all really, right to laugh really at the spectacle, thing. but I'm going to stop short of judging Lawrence as a person. And I will note, I should also note, he did apologize on Twitter um, saying a better anchor, anchor man and a better person would have had a better reaction to technical difficulties. I'm sorry. So. I mean, I just, what, what I just did he want? He wasn't just complaining about the, the earpiece stuff, though. He was like, go upstairs and see if someone's hammer. Or like, what the fuck is his staff supposed to do about that? Stop it's the like... hammering. That's what they're supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, well, I think I was, list- I was listening to Andrew Clavin's show, I think, this week. But he was talking about your Lawrence O'Donnell. As we noted, like people have kind of already forgotten that you're a guy with a show and it's a thing. But there's something that's probably got to be sort of personally insulting about having a show that is on cable news and is live, and yet there's so little care that there are people hammering in the immediate vicinity because yeah, nobody cares because yeah. it's Lawrence O'Donnell and MSNBC. Oh, yeah, whatever. There's no conflicts here. Go ahead and hammer. Hammer away. We don't care. It's just Lawrence. <laughs> nobody watches that shit anyway. Oh, oh, boy. <laughs> No, it definitely reminded me of uh, Bill O'Reilly. And then it reminded me of the, do you remember the Christian Bale freak out? Oh, good for you. That one. Yeah, I love that clip. <laughs> I love yeah, that sound. Bite. That yeah. I felt for him though, too. It's like you've been filming all day and then some fucking guy just walks right through your set. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd be so pissed. Yeah. This is a classic example too uh, of, um, look, I've never behaved this way. I don't, I hope I never do, but I think you and I both try to be try to err on the side of, of of understanding because you know how easily you can be made to look like a massive hypocrite. I think you referenced, man, if people had the clips that I edit out of my videos when I'm oh trying my to gosh. record them. My video yesterday was 12 minutes, but it was a particularly bad filming day. And so I filmed for over an hour. And at some point, I had to do a take like 20 times. And I'm like, <laughs> get your shit together, Rebecca. Get it together. I'm like berating myself. If people saw those outtakes, they'd be like, this bitch is crazy. Which would make so you I look like a crazy person. Bit, yeah. yeah. But you're not yelling at like a camera person. That's, That's the difference. True. You know, you're That's not true. mistreating somebody else. Yeah. So I can't let Lawrence entirely off the hook for that. Either, but <laughs> we got to keep things moving. And I definitely want to get to Nancy Pelosi, which is just Let's a fantastic clip. Should we run through that before going to Super Chat? You think we can yeah. get through that quickly? Okay. Nancy Pelosi. Uh, everyone knows Nancy Pelosi, House Minority Leader. Um, I don't know. Also the leader crypt of keeper. the Crypt. Yeah, Crypt Keeper. <laughs> we're on the same... Yeah, we're thinking of the same thing here. She looks very crypty, very cryptic yeah. in this particular clip when it zooms in on her face. Uh, like Hillary, I think she's been dead for the last decade too. <laughs> and medical science has kept her alive. Animated so she's, Nancy Pelosi. You also remember Nancy Pelosi as part of the the dream team of, of making DACA permanent her and, and, and Chuck Schumer going to dinner with Trump and apparently striking some deal, depending on who you believe to make DACA permanent through Congress. She's out there promoting it. She's out there promoting the dream act. Hey, we're going to offer uh, permanent residence to these dreamers, these kids who were brought here illegally, you know, kids who were brought here by their parents when they're younger, we're going to create a law that says that they can stay here uh, and give them amnesty. Or if you ask, um, if you ask Nancy Pelosi, it's earned citizenship for them. Now that sounds like a pretty sweet deal. If you're one of these kids, uh, who's looking to stay here after you were brought here, but it's not, in fact, a group of them stormed her podium 
And they were they're demanding Scary. that the Dream Act is not enough. They want it's not enough because they want full amnesty for everyone. All of us or none of us. They chant all eleven million. That's the estimate they're going with. And they also call eleven million. Really, really. That's what they say. But they I don't think they care about the number. They just say everyone who's here must stay here. I care about the number. Although no, well, I don't because they all need to go back. So, <laughs> well, you're you're stealing my thunder because we had some. I I mentioned earlier when we were talking about DACA earlier. I said, look, I'm persuadable on people who are already here. Let's secure the border and talk about them later. And your point was, nope, they all have to go back. You want to do damage to people like me who are saying I'm persuadable with these people. Start doing bullshit like this, and all of a sudden I'm watching this going, deport them all. Get ice to this particular event. To this location. <laughs> right Get now, them all out of here. That's they, exactly what I was thinking too. Because it was in San Francisco. It was in San Francisco, full-on sanctuary playground. So nothing happened. Oh, my God. Before we watch this, the fucking audacity of somebody to come into somebody else's country to take their resources and then to say, to demand that yeah. that is a right for all other illegals, the probably 30 million illegals that are in this country raping its resources. Well, this yeah. Is, it was, I was watching this like... I can't, the, the entitlement, I, oh, it's just I think, so infuriating. Right. I felt I bad for Nancy Pelosi. No, stop right there. Just stop. I, I don't know what to Somebody say. Somebody saved that soundbite. Right. <laughs> uh, and think about the logical extent, the, the full extent of their reasoning here. So not only are they saying everyone who's here must be able to stay here, they're also saying defund ICE, get rid of ICE. They're saying no immigration enforcement whatsoever. So not only are they saying everyone who's here must stay here, presumably, including the criminals who are criminals beyond just the, the act of immigrating illegally, but actually committing additional crimes while here, they're saying open borders, presumably forever. Just anyone can come hang out and stay here forever. But let's just, let's get to the clip because it's... The clip is worth way more words than we could use to describe it. So here's Nancy Pelosi this week talking about the DREAM Act, or rather not talking. That's what I'm talking about. How cryptic is that face right there? Yeah. <laughs> she can't move it. She can't move it. She's <laughs> like neutral expression. Democrats deport. Okay. Do you want answers? Shut down ICE. What is your response, At last, the chance to respond to you. Thank you. You asked a great deal of questions. Frankly, I wish you had interrupted me when I began to speak rather than our dreamers when they began to. This is my response. My response is the following. Do you want to do you want to hear an answer or do you just want to shout? Or are you do you want answers? She's shaking with rage. Let me say this because you've had your say 
and it's beautiful to our ears to hear your protection, your self-dignity. But I'm not, but I, hey, if you don't, hey, stop it. Just stop it now. Just stop it now. Just stop it now. Let's stop it now. Stop it. Bitch created a monster. I don't know what to say here. Exactly. Now, you said you were sympathetic. I can extend sympathy to anyone in this situation because this is a circumstance that shouldn't happen. You don't have a right to someone else's podium, let alone their country. But you can't come in and just deplatform a speaker like that. The only reason I can't extend full sympathy to Nancy Pelosi is you've been you've legitimized this. This is your team's tactics and you haven't been calling it out when they do it to the other side. And that's the problem. When you don't oppose these things on principle, all of a sudden they're done to you and you look like a total buffoon, which is what happened to her. Sorry, these you created people. this. This is this is so entitled. I made a video a few, I don't know, a month or two ago where I talk about when I lived in LA and like I'm walking down the street and I see all these Mexicans like loading a truck and I'm like, wow, like they're such helpful people. We should just give them all amnesty. So like a few years ago, I was genuinely open to this kind of shit. And then I see stuff like this and I'm like, deport every single one of these people, all of like all the children involved. You got like a disabled family member. I don't give a shit. Deport it, deport it, deport it. It's deport, giving you Ann heart. It does. I just yeah, don't Ann care Coulter about any of these people. I'm it. like, get out of our country so that we can use those resources on an American. There is, it's impossible for me to extend any sympathy to their cause. I don't even care if I agreed with their cause. Stop doing this crap. Stop hijacking platforms. And to your point on the entitlement, it's even harder to swallow when I know that you're not a legal citizen in this country. I'm sorry. You don't have a right to demand anything. I would never do this. I would never go to another country. I don't think I have a right to visit another country. Like if I wanted to go to Europe and I said, hey, Europe, I'd like to come on a vacation. And they said, no, Matt, sorry, you can't. I go, oh, well, guess I won't spend my money there, but yeah. I get it. I would never. You go don't even have a right to vacation anywhere that you want to, let alone get granted citizenship. Yeah. And the fruits of all of the work of all the citizens previous. It, I can't it's imagine. insane. This is an insane mentality. Yeah. I don't know well, how they acquired this. I guess their circumstance is a little bit different because they were brought there as children. So it's not a perfect analogy. I'm saying I, I would care. go as an adult. But it's still bizarre to me that I would go to a place where I don't have legal status and say, you must do these things for me, X, Y, and Z. And by the way. Well, tell me how that's the, earned citizenship anyway. You not. earned it because your parents were law-breaking pieces of shit. So, so you deserve to be Ooh. here. That's not my Jeez. fault or my problem. Get out of this country. That Ann Coulter heart is especially cold right now. <laughs> my God. Uh, it just makes me so mad. <laughs> A rage stroke. But yeah, and, and that's the thing is we're not dealing with Ann Coulter on the podium there. We're dealing with Nancy Pelosi, who's given you about 99% of what you want. It's not good. I enough. mean, this should just show people on the left that like they'll, you know, these minority groups, they don't genuinely care if you give them, if they give them an inch, they're going to take a mile. They're, they're going to say you've never done enough. It's not like at some point they're going to be like, oh, I'm satisfied with the amount of attention and resources that I've gotten that's from good the American enough. government. Thank you. This that's is very good enough. Hospitable. Thank you. Yeah. Right. It's going to be Nancy Pelosi yeah. shaking. Ooh. I can't tell if she's shaking from nervousness or rage or maybe both, but she's actually Parkinson's pissed. or something, maybe. Or Parkinson's. She's 78 or something. I mean. Yeah. Um, that, that is all I can say on it. Uh, I, it's like, it's, if I could give a word of advice to the rest of the sane left or the sane Democrats left, left in the party, to the extent that there are any, this is why you got to nip this nonsense in the butt. You can't let these tactics stand or they're going to be used against you on these absurd displays and nobody wins. 
Nobody comes out of that looking good. I am much less sympathetic to the, to what to do about the dreamers because of nonsense like this than I would be otherwise. If you just came with reasonable proposals and you were reasonable about, if you're reasonable about what, what an effective policy would be going forward, this idea that no, no, borders in and of themselves are oppressive. You're not going to win people with that. I'm sorry. It's not going to work. I mean, leftists and libertarians. Yeah, but even in the libertarian party, it's a wedge and that's, Part of the reason why I can't, I can't find a, a total home in the Libertarian Party. It's like I've said about Austin Peterson, man. Build me a wall and you can be my president. But he never will. <laughs> no. <laughs> he never will. No, he Maybe he's persuadable on it. Maybe we could host Austin at some point. I'd like to do that. Yeah. He's running for Senate now against Claire McCaskill in Missouri. Maybe. Your home state. Trying to get in touch. Yeah. Uh, but I like him. I like the guy. Okay. We got two more things to get to. We got lactate. No, three more. One of them's quick. I'll be quick on the Black Lives Matter thing and the Trump thing. Then we got Lactatia, and then we got the hoax slash actual hate of the week. So you want to take a break now, or should we get through another topic? Uh, let's get through one more topic. Yeah. Okay. This one will be quick, because like I said, this is just a clip that I think is worth playing. I don't have a ton to say about it. But there was a pro-Trump rally called the Mother of All Rallies on the National Mall last weekend. Uh, it was kind of unfortunately named because like 500 people showed up. So it really was not the mother of all rallies, but Hey, they want to go to the national mall and be pro Trump and wear their MAGA hats. Go for it. Now, an interesting thing happened when a bunch of black lives matter demonstrators showed up and not only, I mean, they were greeted with some hostility, not violent hostility, but just, Hey, you suck kind of hostility, (laughs) but they were actually given the stage to speak and offered two minutes on the stage at the mother of all rallies to speak. And they did speak and they were kind of heckled, but oh, there was actually a lot of positivity to come from it. And I just have, we'll play the clip. And I just have two things that I'd like to say about it. And, you know, it's just a clip that I think people should see as well. It's about freedom of speech. It's about celebration. So what we are going to do is something you're not used to, and we're going to give you two minutes of our platform to put your message out. Now, whether they disagree or agree with your message is irrelevant. I I was kind of annoyed by it, too. It's like, just just give me the clip. But it's now this. They have to make it. They got to up that production value. (laughs) It's the fact that you have the right to have the message. I am an American. I guess because maybe it's as rare as an alien sighting or an alien abduction. <laughs> Black Lives is. Matter on the MAGA stage. That's probably why. <laughs> Bigfoot hiding in the background. And the beauty of America is that when you see something broke in your country, you can mobilize to fix it. So you ask why there's a Black Lives Matter? Because you can watch a black man die and be choked to death on television and nothing happened. We need to address that. We are not anti-cop. We are anti-bad cop. We don't want handouts. We don't want anything that shows. We want our God-given right to freedom, liberty, and the pursuit of it kind of restored my faith in some of those people because when I spoke truths 
to agree. I feel like we had we made progress. I feel like two sides that never listened to each other actually made progress today. Did I expect to go on that stage? No. I expected to come down here, stand here with my fist in the air in a very militant way and to exchange insults, maybe some dirty looks or who knows what. If if not on a grander level, but just person to person, you know. I think I think we really made made some some substantial steps without either side yielding. Okay. The only thing I wanted to say about this is one we mentioned it earlier. I haven't seen mainstream coverage of this sort of thing. If it's out there, I stand corrected. But the point being that if they punched each other, it's news everywhere. If they actually it's spoke to each right. other, then nobody cares. The other the other thing here, and again, I look forward to being proven wrong on this if you can. If the roles are reversed and it's a Black Lives Matter rally and the MAGA hat guys show up, they're not given the stage and they're not given that respect. Uh, So prove me wrong on that one. But (laughs) even if if, even if your team Black Lives Matter on this, I think you got to give credit to the MAGA guys. And I think you got to ask yourself, would this work if the shoe was on the other foot? I speculate that it wouldn't, but I invite being wrong on that. Nope, you're totally right. You're totally right. Yeah, and this should have been playing nonstop on every mainstream media outlet if they genuinely were worried about the division in the country. Because this yeah. kind of thing makes people realize that our differences are not really that huge. Or makes yeah. people think that our differences are not really that huge. Yeah. yeah, I appreciated what he had to say. I disagree with his assessment of the facts, but I appreciate what he had to say about what we want is our God-given rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, right, I and he didn't dis- berate the Trump people or anything like that. Yeah. He, he wasn't very personal, which I thought was good. I thought it was you know, helpful. Yeah, I, I think I'd push back on him and say that I don't believe you when you say that you don't have those things in this country. But right. But I can appreciate that we share goals and we share values. And that's very important. And that's something that's never, that's never focused on, emphasized, never covered on the news. It's always the conflict. Um, and I wish, you know, th- 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 this gives me some hope. I-, I watch that and I do feel somewhat hopeful. Disagreement doesn't have to destroy. Yep. Okay. Now we got Lactatia and the hoax hate, but we can take a break if you need. Uh, yeah, we got a million super chats. Oh, somebody in the live chat is making fun of me for the way I say berate, but I'm kind of sick and I'm all stuffed up. And so not all the sounds are coming out right. God, you guys are cocks. Um, <laughs> except for the people that donated to us. Thank you, Super Jenny. Uh, Maddington said they kneel for the Star Spangled Banner, but stood for God Save the Queen. The irony the slaves were brought to the colonies by the British. Yeah, God yeah. So that, so that was the London game. I forgot to mention that. They actually did stand for God Save the Queen, which is like, what? Like, what? <laughs> I, I, it, which I guess if it's a Trump thing, then that's why you do that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Tempest said, when has it ever been okay to show blatant disrespect to the country that let them build their millions? Money like yeah. that isn't made in other countries. Yeah. I know. I know. Uh, Scott Malabi said, my issue with the protests is that they don't understand the issues they are protesting or yeah, or really yeah. know what they're protesting against. At least last yeah, summer we were like, all right, it's police brutality. Not that that's valid, but at least we kind of knew. I mean, yeah, the, it's, this is this is ambiguous and incoherent. Yeah, simultaneously. We're rich and disgruntled. Yeah. Um, Scott Malabi, Crowder's right when he says you must attack all issues because liberal creep can't stand. That's probably true. <laughs> yeah, um, you can't. Tyler- you can't. If you've watched the Pelosi thing, it's, you can't give them an inch on these things, or it just gets blown completely out of proportion like that and out of control. Ah, uh, she thought she was such a good person, and then you see the realization <laughs> in her face is like, wow. 
So this, this is what it's like to be. Chickens are going to come home to roost while I'm still alive. I thought I was yeah. going to die before I deal with any of the. She's thinking in her head like, "Oh, this is why Trump says such outrageous things. It's because he gets treated <laughs> this way." Oh my God, he's right. <laughs> yeah. uh, Tyler Beatty says, uh, "As a social issue, who cares? Let them be tards. Can you say the football players are different than Google firing JD?" Yeah, well, I think there's some consistency there. Now, imagine if Trump, imagine, okay, imagine Obama comes out and says what James Damore said about women in the workplace is ridiculous. And um, I would, man, imagine if Google fired him, that would be great. I think we'd be uncomfortable with that. Uh, yeah, okay. All right. I can get on board with that. You just got to be consistent. I'd say, let's not do that at all. Let's not, uh, let's not do the president lobbying employers to fire people for opinions at all. Yeah, and I would have been fine with the boycott. I, I don't care about that. Yeah. Because that at least puts it up to the individual person to make that decision. Yeah. It doesn't sure. put pressure on the employer. So whatever. Um, Scott Anderson said, recently moved out to Maryland. Today was one of the few chances I could watch Ravens play without Sunday ticket. The protesting game was a clusterfuck. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks, man. I, I... Yeah, that does suck. I mean, this is just something people want to do so that they can just, you know, jerk around for three hours on yeah. Sunday and they don't have to work and like be with their friends. Yeah. And I want to turn off my stuff. political brain. I want to eat junk food and I want to watch football. And I, yeah. I just have this to be, to have this garbage thrown in my face about how the country I live in is terrible and how I'm probably just an oppressive white man piece mm-hmm. of shit or whatever. I just, just please play football. You're, you're I get it. You have every rights to every right to speak as everybody else, but can you, for just the three hours that are the, the core of your job, can you just be an entertainer focused on your, the work that you do? That'd be great. I would like that. And I'd be willing to pay you money to watch you do it. Yeah. This is impeding their ability to play football. And what James Damore did was unrelated to his actual well, work. How does it impede it, though? How does it impede their ability to play football? Well, I mean, I guess it's not really. Is anybody getting kicked off teams or suspended or anything for any of this? Not yet. Line but up you might see that change. No. We better actually. Because it just blew up. It blew up more than it ever has this week. Yeah. Good old Trump. Uh, Silver's Fortune said politics has no place in sport. The Australian Football League changed their logo to yes in favor of gay marriage. It caused a few arguments. <sighs> Why? Why? Why does. God. God. Just everything. Yeah. Like my favorite Thai place has a gay flag in the window. It's like you make Thai food and you care about gay people. Cool. Man, like, what courage in to... Seattle to fly that flag too. You know, what courage. Know. You're so brave. You know, these Thai <laughs> people are like immigrants and they're like, oh, we've got to placate these fucking idiot liberals in this They probably are just, just pandering. They're like, look, they don't yeah, bring in sure. all the douchebags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt McFadder, the whole team Jaguar should be fired anyway because they suck. That's That's true. Yeah. Although they, they wrecked <laughs> um, the Ravens today. Like the Jaguars are historically a bad team or recently a bad team, but they destroyed the Ravens in London kind of unexpectedly so or surprisingly so. The joke was that Ravens quarterback Joe Flacco protested by refusing to complete a single pass for the entire game. Oh Best protester was Joe Flacco. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, Mr. Spock said more Republicans vote in midterms than Democrats. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Uh, um, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that sounds plausible to me because generally Democrats rely on like youth vote and, and things like that. So uh, I think that was true uh, un- under the Obama terms as well. Lower, turn- lower turnout generally tends to favor Republicans. Um, and you certainly um, see lower turnout in midterms, of course. Oh, am I going to see? Sorry. Sorry. 
Oof, I think we're good. All right. Um, Dave S said, "Here's money for Matt to buy a razor." Yeah, people have been dogging on your on your stubble a lot lately. I'm never gonna shave. Look, I I basically shaved clean once a while back. Like I didn't even shave clean. I just trimmed down really short. And then I got ripped on in that video a bunch for not having stubble. So I just <laughs> I, I I you know I I uh, trim it to the same length every time. So it's the same all the time. I don't know what you people want from me. <laughs> what do you people want, God? Yeah. Uh, Patrick Waz says NFL is competing protests while NHL has competing anthem singing. Columbus also gives free tickets to the military. Hmm. Ah, maybe we should all watch hockey then. Um, yeah. Thank you for that donation, Patrick. It's Rezu said if the timeline gives Trump Pence 2020, Pence Trump 2024, and Pence Trump 2028, you'll know there's a higher power and he's an amazing troll. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Joel Dykeman said, in regards to the NFL situation, what's the line progressives like to use all the time? Something like you have freedom of speech, not freedom from consequences. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's these fair. people, they aren't immune to judgment or consequences for what they do. They can do it. I'm not saying they can't do it. I'm saying it's stupid and that they probably should, you know, suffer financial consequences. Yep. Um, Brian Gaston, which is our new BB, he's gave us <laughs> another $50. Jeez, man. Thank you. I know he's donated $200 during this episode. Holy cow. What do you think will be the turning point that makes the left realize that shaming tactics don't work? Oh boy. Um, you know, I've in many regards, I've, I've talked about this on my channel. I always think there's going to be a turning point for Islam and for a variety of other issues. And you know, th there's just like no singular event is going to do it. Apparently it's just going to be a slow drip until the left just completely falls apart. And then they're like, uh, we got to restructure, re-strategize, or maybe that'll never happen. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to say. What do you think? Oh, I don't know. I don't know that I can spe I, I, if I were to try to speculate about what an event would be that would finally turn stuff like that around, I, I never thought I'd see immigration protesters ripping Nancy Pelosi and deplatforming her for being too far right, which is what we've just witnessed. So I, I mean, I don't know. Every week is a new low. It seems like I know. I just I know. like to watch Jeez. the show. You can never predict it. <laughs> oh boy. Um, Jachi Marshall said, rumor has it that Russians hacked, uh, this guy's earpiece, CNN's report. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Matt McFadder said, Nancy Pelosi, hashtag true cringe. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Uh, Scott Malavi said, these people are leeches. Ice, air for all. Deportation is a human right. Yeah. Oh boy. Wayne Moss, if your father gets caught forging transcripts that get you admitted to Harvard, you don't go to jail, but you don't get to stay at Harvard either. <laughs> yeah. I think that's fair. <laughs> that's a good analogy. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Um, let's get through a few more, and then we'll wrap up the remainder at the end of the show. Kyle Hicks, that Pelosi thing seemed eerily reminiscent of the whole thing between the students at Evergreen and Brett Weinstein. Yeah, yeah, kinda. yeah. It's like you have. It's like a game. Of, we're just going to talk about Game of Thrones when the dogs eat Ramsay, the dogs that you he's can't trained. spoil that. I, no, send your hate mail to Blonde for spoiling that. <laughs> Didn't somebody give you shit for spoiling Sons of Anarchy, which yeah, this season well, ended? I, I can't. I can't talk about that because that's a. Yes. Uh, every every right. time something is spoiled, somebody gets mad. Oh, well, sorry, people. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. Game of Thrones stuff. And let's go through like two more. Josh Han said cryptic does not does not mean crypt like you have to do with the crypt. It means like having a meaning that's mysterious yeah. or obscure. Yeah. yeah but did I'm one using, of us use cryptic improperly? But I'm using cryptic to mean crypty. So I'm pulling a Trump here. I'm kind of inventing a word. Like I'm. Oh, I'm, I called her the crypt keeper. Yeah, but when I described her as crypty, I figured, well, we'll go with cryptic. Whatever. Uh, our show. Meaning pertaining we to the crypt. We can make up words here if we want to. Yeah. Epitome. Don't, don't look, just call me a dotard. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to say cryptic to mean related to crypts. 
and old and mummy like. That's, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm going to do. This that's is what, what you guys are getting tonight. when you watch this show. I don't know what you yeah. wanted. This happened in the second hour. Anything Otherwise, goes. I could say Crypt D, but right I don't now. think Crypt D works as well. <laughs> no, it's not working. Yeah. Uh, any sympathies towards these illegals, which is minuscule, is now gone entirely. I have no patience for those who break the law. Rare. Yeah. And then let's just wrap the rest of these up when we are. Okay. Um, and thank you all so much for your super chats. Generous tonight. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. And now you're going to regret supporting this show because now's the time where I ruin it because Lactatia's back. Oh, why? remember Lactatia as the, uh, I should have done a, uh, like a Lactatia um, previously on Lactatia, you know, and shown highlights, but I didn't have time to edit that up. That's what I'd do if I had an intern slave around here. But Lactatia is this eight-year-old drag queen with the degenerate parents that we've seen who insist that they're just allowing their son to do whatever he likes. Oh, it just so happens that they're like these gender non-conforming, obese feminist mom, gender whatever. Just it's 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 a stereotype fulfilled, you know. I, I don't necessarily like to see stereotypes fully realized, but that's what we're dealing with here. And uh, it's apparent that in my estimation from afar has pushed her son into being a drag queen. Now you can rip on me for judging what some other parent has done, but this parent has put her son in the public spotlight and I don't want to rip Lactatia because Lactatia is a child. So any criticism I would hope would be uh, perceived as criticism of Lactatia's parents and also the adult hosts of RuPaul's drag con. Now Lactatia is, Lactatia is a fan of RuPaul's drag race, the TV show, and thus went to the convention where she was, greeted with a makeover in front of the crowd from one of the show's com competitors, contestants from previous season. The fact that a child is being pushed into this makes me uncomfortable enough, but there are several jokes or lines that are delivered within this that also make me uncomfortable. And then the overall reaction on YouTube Jesus is a third Christ. element that makes me very uncomfortable. So get ready. Before we get... start this, I fought against this. I have wanted to stop this lactatious stuff from the get-go because I, after I watched that first thing, I was like, no surprise cringe that's going to fucking make me lose faith in humanity. Yet Lactatia's oh, made like three appearances on the show now, and I haven't watched this clip, so it's like surprise cringe number two. <clears throat> stop me when you need to. Oh, God, I Please hate help us right, welcome the one, the only, Lactatia! So, Lactatia, how are you feeling about this? I'm kind of weirded out. <laughs> I don't know. I, like, saw this on um, Instagram, and I was like, oh, my God. Um, Ginger Minge is going to do my makeup, and, and it's in New York, and it's not even in Montreal. Is there Ginger such anything Minge. you want to say to Ginger Minge is the Snow White-looking drag queen here, who was a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race. Why is this nine-year-old on fucking Instagram? Go on. Sorry. Because of her mom. And it's in New York, and it's not even in Montreal. Is there anything you want to say to Ginger before she starts? Well, <laughs> and don't <laughs> f*** it up. <laughs> P.S. I was already given the permission from mom and dad to say f And I'll have you know, as we were walking here hand in hand, somebody took a picture, and she turned around, and she said, these bitches be snatching pictures, mama. <laughs> And have you ever made over a child? I'm assuming no. Uh, no, <laughs> I can't say that I have. But this is somebody who embraces our lifestyle in our community. So if I screw it up, God, there's my conscience for the rest. This child is someone who embraces our lifestyle in our community. That's what she's saying there. So my 
five years left on Earth. What drew you, you <laughs> to season seven? Um, my, my sister. What did she do? <laughs> Show us on the doll. <laughs> she kind of came into my bedroom that one day, and she was like... <laughs> that was a joke, girl. It was a joke. <laughs> why oh, did my you God. Um, She's asked here, why did she choose lactation? Why did you choose lactation? Um... It's a very provocative name. <laughs> um, Ooh, how provocative. Lactatia. They're talking to an eight-year-old. Okay. Because much women her. lactate. And <laughs> <laughs> Lactatia's a woman, so <laughs> why not? Lactatia. <laughs> I also call up my friends, or all my friends, and my fans, lactators. Oh. <laughs> I don't think it's very long until we get like Drag Race Junior. Like we can joke about it, but I truly think that's probably going to happen. And I'm happy oh. for you. That slippery slope, though. From our friends at Rocks by Cox. What? Did yeah. you just call me? <laughs> you look amazing. Okay, now this this comment, I was shocked because on YouTube this is actually very well received. This is one of the top comments. I love how inclusive they are to lactatia. I feel like in other situations, adults would be so condescending towards a child, but in the gay world, they respect her as if she is grown. It's nice to what see. What the fuck? Dude, that kid got molested at that event. I, I can't believe that someone would look at this and say, oh, isn't it nice that they're treating that child as if that child w was an adult? That's not the way we've organized society, the whole point is that children aren't adults. The whole point is that children shouldn't be respected as if they are grown. The whole point right. is that this is not nice to see because children don't have developed judgment capacities. I have no issue with any adult there who wants to do this thing that I don't understand but doesn't harm me. Go right ahead. But this don't child bring thing, children into it. That's not this kid's fault. And, and the comments... Like this mom doesn't even ooh. know if this kid is even gay to to give him gender confusion at this point in his life this is just fucking child abuse every time i see this kid just my heart goes out to him what if he wants to have a normal life and just be a regular straight white male he can never go back in the shit because his mom whored him out on the internet yeah and and the jokes and the ooh lactatious so provocative so mature yeah was he making uh, jokes about his sister sexually molesting him well they said um where did you get the name or no uh, why did they were talking about RuPaul's drag, uh, drag race, the show. And he said, Lactatia said, season seven is my favorite. And he said, well, or how did you get in? Sorry, back up. I'm trying to remember how this went. Cause I had to cut it down. My understanding is they asked, how did you get into the TV show? And he said, well, one time my sister just burst into my bedroom and, and told me, oh, I've watched this show and you should watch it with me. But he kind of had to pause in between and they made jokes. And that's where the, show us on the doll joke was and and they it was a joke that they were making about his sister bu jumping into his bedroom and it was sexualized even though lactatia did not mean it in a sexual way at all oh god this is just gross oh yeah. our culture is never gonna make it our society's let, totally screwed that it's over let me it's take over. a look at the the ratings here so on the on the channel that this is hosted eight hundred seven thousand subscribers is currently at sixty one thousand views uh 2400 up 91 down very very positively received and i had to cut out the end in which ginger minge 
the Snow White drag queen asks Lactatia to be his or her flower girl at his or her wedding. And then they, they get married right there. And Lactatia serves as flower girl at a spontaneous wedding. And yeah, (sighs) it's just a child being thrust into a sexualized gender confused role under the guise of, well, it's the child's free choice. And after all, isn't it nice that we treat her as an adult to make free choices or him as an adult to make free choices? And I'd like to see a little guidance. I'm not saying that I'm the one who should dictate the guidance, but some guidance might be nice. I don't even know what to do with this information. I can't do anything about this. I mean, it, this is just such bad parenting. Yeah. The worst kind of parenting. And these kinds of sexualized environments with homosexual men are the worst possible places. Everybody in the comment section is saying it looks like a fucking Nambla meeting. It's like, yeah, that's... It's really weird. It's, it's really weird. I can't believe so many people are comfortable with how sexualized this became. You would think that that video would be crazy downvoted. Like oh, no. BuzzFeed got, levels of downvotes. It's got the highest paying ads on YouTube. Yeah, Primo. really. <laughs> highest ad buys, best ads. Who's there to protect this child? I don't know. You enter very, it, it, this is the kind of stuff that's very hard for me to think about because on the one hand, I clearly see the case you're making that there's a, a void of guidance and responsibility on the part of the parents in this child's life. And on the other hand, I'm so hesitant to say that the state needs to step in to correct a parenting situation. I know. I one mean, of those, because ugh. so much bad stuff happens in the foster system too. And so yeah. it's like, I don't want to just arbitrarily be like CPS needs to get involved, but like, like this kid, I will make a prediction. I can almost guarantee this is what's going to happen. In 10 years, he's going to be a wildly promiscuous gay male. And he's going to have all these weird gender identity issues. And his mom's going to be like, I'm so proud. I always knew that you were gay. But if he had a normal upbringing with a masculine father and a subdued mother, he might have just been a normal straight white male. He'll probably be like Milo Jr. then. He's the next Milo. <laughs> Lactatia is the next Milo. <laughs> yeah, hates his feminist mom, though. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's true. I don't know what Milo's relationship with his mom is. By the way, that whole free speech event in Berkeley today went crazy. Apparently I don't have an update on it. I might look into it this week. Yeah. Free speech week got canceled by the student group, but then he tried to speak anyway in Berkeley. And my understanding is it got basically shut down by force, by protest. Well, I guess I'll read some news after my show about news. Tonight. Yeah, exactly. Take what I'm saying with a grain of salt because I'm not fully caught up on it, but he he did attempt to speak in Berkeley today. And from what I've seen, it doesn't look like it went great. Okay, I got one more topic. So we might as well get through this and then we'll round it out with Super Chat. Sound like a plan? Yeah, I guess it, since you've taken all of my hope. and It, it doesn't really apply this again. week, but since I like having a theme to the show, it's that time for Hope's Hate of the Week. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America, hoax hate <laughs> crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? Okay, this week it's, uh, like I said, it's, it's kind of hoax, kind of not. There might be hoaxy elements, maybe not. This is an actual headline in the Philadelphia Inquirer. These woke temple students aren't playing second <laughs> banana. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the first paragraph is, is cringier than the headline. Whoever put that banana on the dormitory door of those black temple university students messed with the wrong women. The four who live in that suite may be freshmen, but they are woke, as the ah! kids say. 
Okay. So this is an image of the banana <laughs> that was placed on their dorm. These four freshmen live in this dorm together and they're the only all black room on the floor. And they went grocery shopping on September 11th and they returned to see a banana placed on this door handle as pictured. Now I'm kind of confused because the door's open here. So they, for this photo to be taken, they must have opened the door and then resituated the banana. Or was the door open the whole time and someone put a banana on it? I, don't complain to me about security issues if you leave your door open, I guess is what I'm saying. But anyway, somebody put a banana on their door handle. Now, when I saw this at first, I thought, total bullshit. This is laughable right. and hoaxy like the rest. Turns out not necessarily true. Police investigated and identified a male student who allegedly placed the banana. But the investigation as to a racial motive is ongoing. Now, the girls insist that it was a racial motive, but they haven't provided any evidence that I've seen that there was that this was a racial motive. Um, not only that, the student is potentially facing criminal charges, according to the Philadelphia Inquirer, and school discipline. The Temple administration and student body government have issued statements condemning the great banana placement incident of 2017. Oh, and not only that, but there's going to be a diversity forum hosted by the student body president <laughs> next month in response to this banana Oh, incident. that's pointless. This is just trolling at best. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, if we buy the police investigation, someone besides the girls did this, some young male. Uh, I, I would say watch this space because I'm very interested to see. Is, are there going to be... Not only one, is the school going to discipline them or discipline him for banana placement? But two, they're talking about legal penalties. It's according to the story, there could be charges filed for the improper placement of a banana. I want to see what the charges are. I want to see how this is prosecuted. I can't wait to watch this develop if it actually takes a legal turn. It'd be entertaining if it stays in the school system too, because the school's going to spend school time and resources. Judging I'm real skeptical about this still. Uh, well, we don't know that he did it. We just know the police identified him. What are your points of skepticism? I mean, I just feel like if you're actually racist, are you going to be like, oh, here's a little suggestive gift of fruit, of perfectly ripe fruit? It's like that's not that's not like something that somebody truly racist would would do. That's something like a trolley freshman shithead would do. Some like yeah. 4chan guy that's in college. <laughs> Well, my guess is, if I were to guess on how this played out, is that these particular girls might be a very social... They're very woke, as the, as the Philadelphia Inquirer described. They're very woke, and I'd imagine their wokeness is known. And I'd imagine trolley freshman guy thought, man, I bet I'd trigger them by leaving a banana here, and that's probably exactly <laughs> what he did. Now, is that cool? I mean, maybe, no. maybe. It's, it's not cool. But it is the type of college prankery, college pranking that we would sort of expect. I'm not saying racism is cool. I'm not saying associating bananas with black people is cool. All I'm saying is you can't persuade me that this should be considered in the realm of the criminal. That's all I'm saying. You're not going to persuade me that this is a criminal act. So. Um, on a closing note, I just want to read something that somebody in the live chat just put on our theme of Game of Thrones. Bjorn Anderson just said, hold the banana door, Hobador. <laughs> Hobador, Hobador. <laughs> yeah. Good well, work. maybe maybe Bran Stark chat. can go full you. warg and he can have a vision of who put the banana there. He can watch the whole thing and he can tell Sansa out by the tree. I know who did it. 
I've seen oh, it all. God. I've seen everything. It's all everything that's ever happened and ever <laughs> will happen. Yeah. Okay. In the interest oh. of time, I'll move along here because we're running low on it. But the other story here. This is all in the interest of fairness, since I love covering hoax hate crimes, and most of these I see, I default to, that's bullshit. When, I, when they're verified true, I think I have kind of a duty to, to show you when they're true in the interest of fairness. This is the other one that came out this week. Again, something that's being treated, I guess I can get with this being a crime, but the punishment seems outrageous. An Ottawa man wrote, no more Muslims in what looks like a Sharpie on a bench at a bus stop, which apparently in Canada, these have to remain pristine. I mean, that that's what's always surprised me about the Trump era is people act like swastikas on bathroom stalls or other places like bus stops are suddenly surprising. Have you never been to like a 7-Eleven bathroom? You find the most horrible things carved and written into every stall. Oh, so yeah. this... no, To, to be a serious, a serious crime is, is amazing to me. But anyway... It is defacing public property. I'm not going to act like it's not. So this is more of a crime to me than the banana incident. This guy wrote no more Muslims on the bench. He was caught by police surveillance on the bus shelter. He pled guilty to a single count of mischief and is now facing five months in jail in Ottawa. What? Five months in jail. And it's because he had a previous criminal history. So this is guy oh. who he had a, a criminal history. So I forget what else he had done. But there's there's some stuff that he had done in the past. Oh, yeah. Lengthy criminal record, um, which includes convictions for criminal harassment and mischief, as well as a history of ignoring court imposed orders as rationale for rejecting a conditional sentence. So probably not a, a stand up guy. But here's what else the judge said that just drives me nuts. Judge said, Mr. Porco, who is the guy who, who did this, Mr. Porco's message left black marks on a public bench. But even after the words are scrubbed away with a guilty plea, it leaves stains that may be more permanent. <laughs> Mr. Porco's message was both hateful and hurtful to the community and needs to be deterred. Eh, dun, dun, does dun. it though? I mean, come on, no more Muslims. Everybody's <laughs> thinking it. Do I, what the judge is implying to me is that the content of the graffiti merits additional penalty. And I disagree with that fundamentally. I don't care if the graffiti says, yes, more Muslims. Or no more Muslims. <laughs> it needs to be punished the same. I, I, you can't punish graffiti on the content. Uh, you, you can punish right. graffiti for defacing public property. But this judge is saying, based on the opinion expressed, it merits additional punishment. Not cool. You guys can have that in Canada. I don't want that here. But it isn't actually real. I didn't want to make a whole new sounder. I'm not going to do. And now the actually real hate of the week. But here's where we are. <laughs> I don't know. That's not really a hate crime. Who cares? Just graffiti. I don't hear about every instance of graffiti that happens. I don't give a shit. Well, I guess the reason it fits this too is because most of the hoaxes, the things that we suspect as hoaxes or have demonstrated as hoaxes fit this general theme of like someone scribbled something quickly on something somewhere. So I'm surprised to see this turn out to be real. Yeah, but this is the most G-rated hate crime I've ever heard. Like in yeah. South Africa, black people are killing white farmers, but here people are scribbling things on benches and everybody's like, you white racist. Like, that's the worst <laughs> thing in the world. Five months in jail, are you joking me? You're like $20 fine, who cares? Just trying to be fair. Just trying to be fair with the actually real hate of the week. That's true. I guess it happens sometimes. One hijab pulling out of every 500 reported is actually The hijab happening. pulling is the real Bigfoot. Never seen a legitimate case. Still waiting on it. <laughs> 
a job. First board. legitimate case is no, going to be when actually, I do it in Seattle. That's not true. There was a conviction in England. I forgot. There was an actual hijab pulling earlier. But it's, they're still convicted there. Convicted of hijab pulling? And what the, yeah. I wonder what the charge Yeah, I forgot. I thought we shared it on the show. It was several weeks or months ago, but it was real. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. All good. Round us out. Well, I guess we should go through the million super chats that we've oh, accrued. Boy. Let me reload this really quick. Um, sorry guys. Who was the last one to go? We talked about Obador was one of the last ones. I don't remember if that was the last one. No, it's okay. Nolan Carpenter is the next one. Um, yeah, Nolan Carpenter watching the left eat itself never gets old. Pelosi getting bitten by the rotten children she raises the cherry on top of a Schadenfreudist Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Agreed. Thank you for that. Um, Joseph Kulisic said, I've hated immigrant activists since the little fuck in the deport racism commercials dared us to deport his abuleta. Abuleta? Abuleta? That means Uh, your grandma, right? Yeah. Oh, God, my Spanish. I hope they're both gone now. I forgot about that. That's right. Yeah. Abuela. Abuela. We'll go with abuela for now. But yeah. Abuela? Abuela. Grandmother, but it's. I don't know. Sorry. Four years of Spanish in a public school right here. Um, Friend of the show, Jay Fry, said, Blonde's deportation talk is doing it for me. Didn't Tebow get let go for taking a knee? No, he, I mean, he and Kaepernick got let go for the same reason. They sucked at playing quarterback. <laughs> it's pretty simple. I thought Tebow was good or something or and, uh, he did hot win a playoff or Christian game, but, or something, something, something. I mean, arguable. Well, he definitely was. He's very Christian. He plays baseball now in the Mets organization. Um, yeah, Tebow's in baseball. I'm pretty good, actually. But he, he, had, he did win a playoff game with the Broncos. He's a shit quarterback, though. The reason the reason he's not in the NFL is not because of his Christian faith or his public displays of it. Same thing with Kaepernick. Kaepernick sucks, and yeah, owners probably don't want to deal with the headache, but he also sucks. If he here's the difference: Michael Bennett, your guy on the Seahawks, did the same thing. Has been doing the same thing that Colin Kaepernick did. He takes he's been taking a knee forever, and he's blaming the the racist cops in L.A. for arresting him when it was not a case of racial profiling, unless you ask Nico House. But the point is, Michael Bennett's a good defensive end. Colin Kaepernick is a shitty quarterback. So Michael Bennett still has a job with the Seahawks and Colin Kaepernick is out of the league. You can be annoying if you're very talented, but Colin Kaepernick's annoying and not talented. Yeah. Have I filled my football quota for like the rest of this show's duration? Depends on the super We never have to talk about it again. Yeah. Based on this NFL action, I've got to say I'm going to boycott football for life now. (laughs) That's no change. Tragic loss. I know. That's no just status quo. Uh, <laughs> Geolossifizer said Trump negotiated with Pelosi to increase the debt limit and finance the government until December. Keep the government funded while withdrawing money demands for the wall. Um, I don't know about that. We'll see. I mean, I will say that I'm starting to believe that Trump was a false beacon of hope. Like I'm getting very discouraged with the way he's treating immigration. And at, if, if he continues this, I'm not going to vote for him again. I mean, but it remains to be seen. We don't really know what happened in that meeting. All we have are the accounts of Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, which we know are fucking liars anyway. So hmm. your thoughts on that? I agree. I, I, I think that whole thing is just a game of who do you believe? Uh, but, but to your point, I am seeing Trump concede things on immigration that I never thought I would see. Yep. Um, and then Sam said, Blonde, if you want to watch Mother out of your brain, I did a review on Mother this week. Yeah, that's right. Try Lane 1974 playing at SIF. Some cinema is good. It's a memoir of having a hippie parent and the wonderful consequence of liberal parenting. Hmm. Huh. 
Ah, I wonder. I wonder how I would feel about that. But thank you for the donation, Sam. Um, Maddington said, can someone please tell me what discrimination law they want changed? Oh, wait, there aren't any. So they're protesting for the sake of protesting. Exactly. I say this all the time. Show me under the law how you're treated differently, women or minorities or basically yeah. anybody that has an actual grievance. But that's the problem please. is they, they, it's not even about the law anymore. It's about opinion. Like you can't, you can't have a bad opinion of this group of people. Or else, you know, you're racist, you're sexist, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You, they, they're coming after opinions, not coming after the law. And that's that's the last. I mean, that's yeah. what the real cultural authoritarianism is about. It's about the thoughts in your head, not about the laws on the books. Mm -hmm. um, and Tyler Beatty said, it's Beatty. Damn it, blonde, get it right. I know. I, I do this with Warren Beatty, too, Beatty too yeah. because his last name doesn't look like it's spelled like Beatty. Now you're all desynced on Google Hangouts for me, too. It's like Skype all over again. But at least we're at the end of the show. We made I know, it this far. totally. Um, <laughs> Is it a little better now? No, yeah, it's actually kind of fixed itself, I think. Jesus Christ. Uh, Issa Asher says, I read recently that other Black Lives Matter chapters denounced the National Mall group as not a real Black Lives Matter group. I have not fact-checked that, fact that, however. Oh, boy. I, mean, I could see that. It's like ISIS, though. It's like they, they claim all of these terrorist attacks anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Like, if you're like a black identitarian group and you're or you're a black supremacist and you aren't aligned with black lives matter but you're doing the same shit i don't really care whether or not you're formally aligned with the organization i don't i don't care hmm. irrelevant um thank you for the donation vivin viswanathan god you guys with the names uh what's with the shit about colin kaepernick and the owners colluding to get rid of him what uh, I assume he means so basically that like the allegation from Sean King and others is that the NFL ownership has all agreed mutually. The owners of all 32 teams have agreed with each other. We're going to blackball Colin Kaepernick. He's not welcome in our league. Maybe that's the case. Maybe it's not. My, my, Sean King is always on a quest to prove it. My my response would be, okay, even if you can prove it, I don't care. Colin Kaepernick's not entitled to a job in the NFL. So who right. gives a shit? Right. I, I don't care. The bottom line is if he was a football talent – the owners care more about winning football games. You want to talk about what an owner wants the most? It's for his team to win the Super Bowl. And they're willing to put up with a lot of bullshit for a player who can help them do that. Colin Kaepernick's not that player. So I don't care if they're blackballing him because he doesn't have a right to be their employee anyway. Ah, uh, watching people get up there come up and it's, it's very nice. <laughs> uh, Psychotic Cognition 100 said, politics is everywhere now. The football thing will probably be the final nail in the coffin. It's just a matter of time. Mm -hmm. Man, there's a truth that I don't want to hear, but definitely right on. I can't think of anything that hasn't been somehow, you know, polluted with, with politics. I mean, it's lesser, less and less things, you know, uh, El Chango said just passing by and sending some support. Matt doesn't look bad with the beard. I kind of like it. No homo. Take care I guys. Changed. Again. I, thank I you haven't so changed. I appreciate it, but it's the same, same, same length beard. It always is. It guys. is. It's, it's the same beard. Matt, Matt always looks the same. Um, if you want to call it beard, the same. The same adolescent beard, slightly above adolescent. Anyway. <laughs> oh my fucking god, the cringe level of this lactation video is over nine thousand. I know. <laughs> you can blame Skag for that. I the fought, whole thing I is fought for you guys. The, by the way, the whole thing's twenty minutes long. I sat through twenty minutes of it cutting it up. Oh, I bet that mom is just so proud of herself. Ugh. Jeez. Um then let's see. Uh, Josh G. Marshall, after seeing this, maybe maybe a nuclear war with Korea wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Then we have Brian Webb, who, no note, thank you very much. Uh, Scott Malavi, this, degen this degeneracy looks like a NAMBLA meeting. See? Yeah, it totally does. It's, it got, it, it's right on the line where it's like, guys, you are on thin ice here. This is about yeah. to crack and you're about to fall in. Tread carefully. Um, Brian Gaston carefully. gave us another $50. Thank you so Jeez, much. Man. So generous tonight. Um, the TG segment makes me ill, and this is coming from a gay, biracial, cisgender, former Democrat. Adult brains don't make sense till 25 anyway. Yeah, that's a good point. Your frontal lobe isn't even done developing until you're 25. Yeah. I don't... Uh, and we're just putting this nine-year-old in all these confusing sexual situations pre-puberty, yep. and we're just going to be like, turn out normal, or we'll accept you however... I got no problem with the adults in the Poor room. Kid. My only problem with them is the extent to which they appear to be pushing a child into the situation. It's awful. Um, then we have El Chango again. If my parents ever saw me acting like that, they would beat the shit out of me. Seeing this, I wouldn't blame them. He probably is referring to the drag queen segment. Or maybe the Nancy um, Pelosi segment. Who knows? There's lots of beatable degeneracy <laughs> going on. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you for that, El Chango. Yeah. Rafael Salvador, after seeing this, I just wish we get a million each of Harvey's, Marias, and Irma's to destroy the human race. Greetings oh, from the boy. Philippines. Good. I'm this black pill stuff. Everybody's cynical tonight, although I was too this morning or earlier today. I was like, I give up. Our culture is fucked. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dangerous Spaces says, it's okay, Blonde. There is hope. We can we can hope somebody stumbles across society's factory reset button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, find it. Uh, L. Ryan, Lactatious Full of Shit, Season 7 of RuPaul's Drag Race is the worst season. But yeah, this is fuck. Don't do this to children. Agreed. And then we've got a uh, last one. For tonight is from tune in drop out two wrongs don't make a right both trump and the nfl have this one wrong trump should have kept his mouth shut yeah uh good luck with that and the nfl should stick to playing football yeah he's probably right i'm i'm mostly on his team or on his on his side with that i would stop i don't know i i, I don't know if he means that trump shouldn't opine at all i i wouldn't go that far i i don't have a problem with trump offering an opinion it's just the it's the it's the advocacy of the, the firing direct, yeah it was kind of a direction um yeah oh and a last note we did make it to 1500 live viewers tonight so thank you Ooh, so much thanks all everybody. everybody it was appreciate a really it. really good night on the show appreciate everybody having uh, I think it was uh, my angry rant about deportation oh yeah well you know send your hate mail to beauty and the beta .com. <laughs> and we will not respond because checking the email is my responsibility <laughs> so, yeah so blonde is probably yeah <laughs> Bond's going to delete it, but she will look at it. So if you want to get <laughs> under her skin and make her delete it, yep. that is the way to do it. Okay, let's get out of here because we're out of time. My God. Anyway, appreciate everybody hanging out with us on Sunday night. I guess now that you're not watching football and then Game of Thrones isn't on, so you got more time. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> Appreciate the super chat who's crushing it as always. Hey, we can afford to bitch at Blonde's internet company and Skype and maybe we'll get some better services yeah, with the I'll super chat tomorrow. support. So thank you. Um, if you're listening later, we appreciate our live chatters as well, of course. Appreciate you guys. If you're listening later on YouTube or on an audio platform, appreciate you. Uh, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. There is more material. You can listen to this show or some of the extra stuff we've done, extra audio pieces. They're all on the audio platform of the show, including the weekly call-in show. People asking me where can they find that later. Audio platforms, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcast, you can find us. All the links are in the description for you. We'll be back next Sunday. Uh, who knows? More degeneracy to come. We will be back next Sunday. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd. Nobody watches your crap. It's not Meet the Press. It is. Beauty and the Beta. See you then. Beauty and the Beta.